Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Hot mic? Is this a hot mic? The hot mic has this sound, Mike. Good. Better sound great, because this is the best show. And if it don't sound great, then it's not the best show. Will you listen to me, everybody? My name's Tom, and I'm back again. You can't stop me. I'm here on a Tuesday night in February of 2017. And I'm here to tell you it's February 14th. Which for most of these suckers means it's Valentine's Day. But here, on the best show, it's Vile's time day. What's that mean? We got Kurt Vile in studio, rock star. We got Jello Man, his brother, in studio. We got all sorts of stuff coming your way. You need love advice? Whatever you need, you call 201-332-3484. Because the best show is here. And the best show... Cannot be stopped. It cannot be topped. You've tried the rest, and that's why you're here trying the best. to debut a song from my friend Coco Hames. Her new album comes out very soon on Merge Records. And this is the world debut of the song When You Said Goodbye. Here on The Best Show. You ain't, nobody's never heard this song nowhere. And you're going to hear it first here. And then... I'm going to tell you, you can go to Merge, uh, and, uh, for best show listeners only, you can order, pre-order the album because Coco's a friend of the show. 
and uh, you get a, a little uh, a break on it. You'll get uh, $2 off when you pre-order it in any format. Use Coco as the offer code. She's a friend of the show. Her album's great. And we're going to hear a world debut of the song, When You Said Goodbye, right in five, four, three, two, one. show what's up you know me tom sharpling i'm here with you on this valentine's day 2017 because this is what i do every tuesday and it is what i am conscripted to do every tuesday until the day i don't exist no more i will be here you can count on it and look, I'll be here. Some of the other characters, I don't know. Mike, not sure. He could fade in and out of the show. 
apmike.bandcamp.com with his masses shirts. How are they selling, Mike? They're selling well. Big shipment going out this week. If you ordered, if you went to apmike.bandcamp.com and ordered a masses shirt or a headshot or God knows whatever else he's selling there. Uh, you, the big or big shipment going out this week. And the, the good thing about shopping over at apmike, apmike.bandcamp.com is that, uh, you know, he touched whatever you ordered. He packs the envelope. He writes the, the, he writes your name on it. It's a one, yeah, it's a one man operation. There you go. It's a one man. It's a lean and mean is how he said he wants to run his brand. And he always, he's always emailing me about his brand. It's, and I'm, I know I make things up here where I say like, Oh, Mike said this, Mike said that. And it's a little, uh, stretching of the truth. In all seriousness, he does talk about his brand more than pretty much anyone I've ever met. His brand. What is that brand? Yeah. He's still working out his brand. Hey, take your time with that. Right? Yeah, work the, work the kinks out of it. There's no rush on that. Getting that brand lined up. But seriously. One thing you can't get over at apmike.bandcamp.com is Coco Hames' new album. You know Coco. She's been a friend of this show for so long. She uh, is the, 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 front, the front person in the Etz. Such a talented songwriter. She she did half of the Gary the Squirrel, Two Sides of the Squirrel single. Uh, the, the rock and roll side, not the hardcore side. Um, and she finally, finally has her solo album out. It's on Merge Records. So you go over to MergeRecords.com. Pre-order her album. We just heard the, uh, the, the, the song. We just heard the song. It was a world premiere. I should have put those horns all over it. <laughs> right? Best show exclusive. <laughs> Let me see what that would sound like if I did that. So this is the song. Wait, not that song. That's not the one. Oh, this one. <laughs> like, wait for it to start. Like, for it to start singing. Fresh show exclusive Coco Hames Song When You Said Goodbye Then you fade it up for a little bit And let people get a taste Thebestshow.net Home of the exclusive tracks No, I wouldn't do it but, but When You Said Goodbye is that song That is the uh the debut of that, and we're excited that we did that. So Coco and the Merge made it so we could get a discount for all the fans of the show. You go to uh, Merge Records and order the album and uh, use Coco as the order code, and you get $2 off. How about that? And they'll give you some coasters. Can't beat that with a stick. Why am I doing that? Because she's a friend. That ain't no ad. I ain't get two cents for that. I ain't get two cents for that. That's what friends do for friends. They get their back. Maybe was out there one of those 
guys could learn that. Get sold out time and time again. Now they're good guys out there. But seriously, if you uh, want to work on this show, email me. Need to make some changes. My, oh, my, oh, my. The phone number, 201-332-3484. We will have Kurt Vile and Jell-O Man, his brother, in studio. It's Vile's time day here on The Best Show, not Valentine's Day, Vile's time day. And we are going to, uh, it's going to be like a, a party up in here. So the other day I saw, uh, it's my birthday last week and, uh, not having a good birthday. I was not having a good day. Remember the last two weeks on the show, how the show kept getting interrupted and I was completely distracted by stuff. Do you remember that? Yeah. Well, guess what? I ain't letting that happen no more and no more. The trash don't enter this world anymore. You hear me? Trash. You want to be a part of this world? You you ain't. Get out, trash. Not letting the trash uh, run roughshod over the best show. The, the, the most special thing I ever had in my life. Now I'm letting trash overrun it. Nah. Jump in a lake, trash. You ain't getting into the best show no more. Final straw as far as I'm concerned. So... Yeah, last two weeks were very distracting here, and the stuff always seemed to go down on a Tuesday night. Oh, that's fun. That's fun when the when I'm trying to do a show and I got Greg Cartwright here playing songs, and I can't even watch it because I'm on the phone on the street arguing about work stuff. Nah, unacceptable. Ain't happened no more. So yeah, so that spilled over. Tuesday was horrifying. Wednesday was worse. And then Thursday was my birthday. So bad. What a... Yeah, it's always great when you get your birthday and then suddenly you're like, oh, okay, guess things are... Somebody uh, poured gasoline all over one part of my life and... Uh... But oh, oh, good, it's my birthday now too, so I'm also uh, a year older now too, so I'll... By all means, that feels good that I'm... The, the the Sisyphus just watched the boulder roll back down the hill. Oh, I know. I mean, they're rolling that boulder back up the hill. But you know what? I had one thing to look forward to. John Wick Chapter 2. Went to uh, Thursday night. Uh, think about this. I've been obsessed with this movie for for a bunch of years now. Ever since Matt Fraction. See, now I feel like I'm like uh, Mike Franz, I'm Eddie Trunk or Mike Franz. I'm dropping names all over the place. I feel like I'm Eddie Trunk, but I, I like music. Like, that's what this show is. It's like if Eddie Trunk liked music, that's what th- this would be. Um, so... Think about it. The idea... That this movie, the sequel, would would uh, would open on my on my birthday, right? 
That's a gift. So I go to the theater. And it's snowing, too, now. Now it's snowing. Get in my get in the car, drive over to the movie theater, go see John Wick Chapter 2. And I'm telling you. That first John Wick movie is like a nursery rhyme compared to this one in terms of uh, violence. I saw it with my lady friend, Terry T. We were at the theater. And there's a point in the movie. There's this one point when he's shooting people. Um, There's this one scene that lasts for nine-tenths of the movie where he's shooting people. And um, she was going, Oh! Ah! Oh! That's like... You're going to have to say that, you're going to have to make that sound 400 more times, because it doesn't look like he's going to stop killing people anytime soon. Like, your throat's actually going to be sore by the time this is over. Did I like it? Yeah. Did I love it? Yeah, I think I did love it. Yeah. Why wouldn't I love a movie about a guy from New Jersey who gets uh, screwed over from everybody in New York and then he just starts mowing them down? In retribution. Guy, oh, he's a pit bull also. Okay, yeah. No no connection there. But it's amazing to see him shooting people on the World Trade Center path, at the World Trade Center path station. Like, that's where, like, you take the train, and it's so clean, and then you just, like, you know that when they were like scouting locations, they're like, boy, this is nice and clean and white down here. The blood will look great. Splattered against this white wall. I loved it. I loved it and I'm going back. Sign me up. Did anybody out there see it? No, oh, Mike's waiting. What are you waiting for? To get a seat in the theater or are you waiting for your, uh, the the boot the guy in the parking lot. Well, it's good to see you support the entertain. You know what I, you know what Mike? I almost wish there was like a a rogue AP Mike dot Bandcamp thing to give you a taste of your own medicine. That you'd walk you see somebody with a, a a bootleg AP Mike shirt. What would you do, Mike? You go to the Dwayne Reed parking lot, right? I don't know if the, 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 the lilt went out of his voice. And he's like, yeah. You go to the, you go to the Dwayne Reed parking lot and you're like, say to your guy, what do you got? And he's like, okay, I got split. Got, uh, what else do I got here? And he'll be like, I got, uh, sing. Got John Wick chapter two. And I got these, uh, AP Mike shirts, these massive shirts. What would you do then, Mike? You support? I don't know. I, I, I. Woe is the guy who bootlegs an AP Mike shirt. I'm saying that. Good luck. Yeah, good luck to him. That's that's the kiss of death right there. That's like that's like uh that's like when I say more power to you or God bless you. I'm saying something else. But um Yeah, you're uh 
Uh, first of all, nobody do this. It's a rhetorical thing. Because seriously, Mike needs this. These master shirts. It's his. It's 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 his currency now. It gets him into things. We were at a restaurant. I saw him pay with one and a half masses shirts, and then he tipped them with the second half. No, for a tip he left two headshots. So, yeah, this John Wick Chapter Two. I loved it. Was it stupid? Yeah, it's the dumbest thing I ever saw in my life. It's got a hotel for assassins that uh, is run so efficiently and so all-encompassingly. According to these John Wick movies, one out of every 20 people walking around is an assassin. Kind of like laying low, waiting for the call. I think it's about that. It feels like it's made, made, look, conservative, one out of every 50 people in New York City is a high class international assassin ready to work. They're one text away from doing their job. Oh, before I forget, later in the show, we're going to uh, also have a debut of a song from our, our friend Sunshine and the Rain. They've got an album coming out. Um, Their album's called In the Darkness of My Night. comes out May 12th, and you can pre-order it over at sunshineandtherain.bandcamp.com. Produced by John Spencer. And we're going to hear a song from that later in the show. Exciting all around. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. So yeah, would I, would I recommend... If you're squeamish, should you see John Wick Chapter 2? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. If you're like seeing the contents of people's heads stay within the, the, the usual confines of a head, you might want to sit that one out. But if you feel it, if you feel like you want to see someone even the score, if you want to see someone just lash out and if you want that someone to be Keanu Reeves and if you want him to have a dog then that's the movie you gotta see I'm telling you hey do you have 50 shades darker 
What do you have? Let's see who we got here, Mike. We got uh, La La Land. Got Moonlight. We got uh, Sing. What else we got here? We got the Rocky Horror thing. That was a TV thing, but I taped it. I'm selling it. Then I also got these CDs. It's a song, Michael Perry. What? That's my song. I sell that over at apmike.bandcamp.com. Pay what you will. Yeah, I also got this children's book. Children's story read by uh, Charlie Morgan. That's mine also. You can't boo like that. Mike Wick. Right? Yeah. I'm thinking I'm back. I'm starting to think I'm back. You know this uh, this uh, thing where Chris Evans, the guy who plays uh, Captain America, is fighting with uh, David Duke on Twitter? Like they're arguing? Now look, first of all, I'm... I don't know about you guys, I'm on Chris Evans' side on this one. Can't speak for uh, other people. I stand with Chris Evans and not David Duke. But you know what's amazing when you think about it? Is that uh, David Duke is not verified on Twitter. Right? Isn't that a little strange? Isn't it a little strange that that, uh, when you think about it, David Duke does not have that blue check? Next to his Twitter account. Now look, he's a creep. Of course he's a creep. But I see some real creeps on there with checks next to their name. And also he's worried, he's probably worried about uh like David Duke is like said so like the real David Duke. Like there's people with other Twitter accounts where they change like the like a letter is a number and it looks like a like the uh, like David Duke, like the I in David is like a one, actually. And David Duke has to be like, this is not what I'm, this is not my Twitter account. It's a parody. These are parody accounts. They need to identify as parody accounts. Yes, hi, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to have my Twitter account verified, please. Okay. And to whom, uh, who are you? Uh, my name is, I'll spell it for you. It's David, D-A-V-I-D. Uh, last name is Duke, D-U-K-E, Duke. Uh, uh, yeah, I uh, have a bunch of followers. I would sure like to get a blue check next to my name. Wait, your name's David Duke, the KKK guy. Oh, yeah, thanks, yeah, David Duke. Uh, just want to know if I get my account verified. A lot of parody accounts that kind of hard for me to make sure I don't want people getting confused. <laughs> yeah, now somebody just started thing hashtag verify David Duke. Great. <laughs> that would be the funniest movement now. Look, Twitter is a pile of nothing. I'm not going to say it's a garbage fuck, because that's, that we, that's, I'll say this. If you want to know what Twitter is, it's an open mic 
that people show up at and perform at and they get some big names to show up and do free shows on it. But they're not sharing the drink money they get with, uh, with the performers. It's kind of like back at the comedy store when they shut it down. Remember? And then who crossed the picket line? Gary Shandling. Never forget that. Look, rest in peace. You were mean to me in real life. I want nothing but the best for your soul as you move from plane to plane. But you certainly were not nice to me. He crossed that picket line. As the Clash said, what are we gonna do now? Let's go to the phones. Hot phones tonight. Hot phones. I'm being told the phones are hot. Best show. Super hot. Super hot, huh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day, Big T. Oh, I am what? not nuts about this Big T thing. Why not? I don't like it. That's why. It's a. It's n- fun. It's fun. Yes. Being called Big T. Yeah, Big Trouble. Well, that's not bad. Big Trouble. Big Big uh, Big Texter. Do you text a lot? Um, not. What's your rate? Sorry. What are you paying for, uh, paying per text? Do you know? I don't know. I, I don't know what I pay. I'm just kidding. I don't, yeah. Who, who knows it? Do people know anymore? Who knows? Could be. Is that a, it's from maybe what? just out of reach down the block on a street. Is that from a musical? It is. Do you it's know which? It's from, uh, La La Land. That was from La La Land. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I heard it somewhere. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know if it's from La La Land. Don't know. So big, uh, big Toblerone. Big, okay. You like that? Do I like Big Toblerone? Do you like Toblerone? Do I like you, maybe you're a Big Toblerone fan. Well, I, I sure. I, I, every, I think everybody who likes that's. I don't think is that such a. I unique, don't like it. I hate it. You hate Toblerone. I don't like foreign candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just don't like you. What you can taste that it's foreign. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Foreign candy has a certain air about it that I don't like. It, it, it's trying to make you think of it in a certain way. Oh, like it's like it's arrogant. Yes, very, very arrogant. You just don't like the arrogance of foreign chocolate or candy. Not even just chocolate. Any, that, any. That's a great title for a novel. Foreign. The arrogance like, of foreign chocolate. Yeah, it would be like by uh, Michael Chabon. I was gonna say it could be more like a uh, like one of those like. Mystery books, like one of those, like, like what's that guy's name? Like Lud, Ludlow. Who was that again? What's his name? Oh, the Tom Ludlow mysteries: the arrogance of foreign chocolate. Yeah, like I like it. Yeah, like it would be like the arrogance of foreign chocolate. Colon, a, a a detective stone, a detective Norpol mystery. Yeah, a de, a, yeah, a, de, a detective Bart Norpol mystery. <laughs> Love it. How do people figure out how to get – when you go and you see there's all those books, like Sue right. Grafton maybe would write one of them. Yeah. And you Who's see, the guy that did the, the – uh, Dick Francis. His are all about horse racing. Yes. Weird. Horse ra- – his two passions were mysteries and horse racing. 
Yeah. So he set every book at the track. That's that's the hallmark of a total sick ass, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's one. Dick Francis was one step away from the Crumb brother who drew, uh, filled out <laughs> all the, who started writing smaller and smaller on the page. That's right. <laughs> so, who is this? Pardon me. Who 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 is this? Oh, uh, Stephen DC. How you doing tonight, Steve? Good, good. Hey, uh, speaking of Valentine's Day, who did this old song? I heard it on the radio today. I only heard part of it. It goes, um, oh, it's super old. It's like, uh, you're my Valentine's candy and I want to take a bite. I'm your Valentine's lolly, so come on here and take a suck. Oh, who is that? No, that's horror. I don't know who that is. Oh, I don't like either. that at all. Oh, well, how about this? How about, there's this Christmas song mm-hmm. that that I heard, and I, I don't know who it's by either. It goes, um, Silent Green, holy shit. Oh, I, had to bleep, I had to bleep you at the end of okay. that. I almost didn't catch it. Really? Oh, yeah. my God. Wow, that one was close. Yeah. 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 Had your finger hovering over the thing. I got you though. They call is, it, is it a button or a nozzle? It's a button, not a it nozzle. Is. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. You see the Grammys? Did I see the Grammys? I did not see the Grammys. I saw clips and things afterwards. That's what I, I saw. Yeah, I didn't see it live either. But uh, how about that clip where um, Hetfield's mic goes out and he's doing that Lady Gaga thing? Did you see that? Yes. Yeah. Where they were jamming. Yeah. And um, he was not happy. He was furious. I'll tell you, I have not seen him that mad since he got in that fight with Mustaine over at Ron McGovney's place. The fight, yeah, I, I had heard about that fight. Remember that? That was in the, the, like the Metallica uh, behind the music. Yes, right? yeah, it's a very mythical event. Like that and, was the, kind of the seeds of the, and, seeds of the dissatisfaction. Sure, with, when Dave Mustaine was in Metallica and then it, the fight was over like something nuts. Like, was it like, like Dave's Dog, right? Yes. Is that what it was? Yes, he had. I think he had his dog with him, and the the dog got up on Ron McGovney's car, and I think Hedgefield said something, and they kind of got into it. But I gotta say, man, I was about to say, it looks like you need to go to Metalla School, but you really showed yourself to to be knowledgeable and a, a very apt pupil when it comes to Metallica. An apt, okay. Well, I didn't know I was in, like you said, Metalla School or Metallica Metalla School. school yeah. yeah, I didn't know I was in it. Or you could stop at Metallica. Uh, oh, so school. I could be a substitute teacher. You could, at it. yes, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, but uh, you, yeah, I guess. Uh, but you say I'm an apt pupil, huh? You know, I'm thinking of the wrong movie. I, I get apt pupil and Doctor Giggles can, uh, mixed up. Okay, well, um, apt pupil is based on a Stephen King novella. I'm not talking about Christine. Remember Christine the series? No, I it don't. It was a comedy. A comedy, the, the 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 Stephen King book and movie yes. about a murderous a possessed car. Exactly. Yeah, it, it only ran for like eight episodes. It was okay. I didn't know yeah. that there was yeah. a Christine series. Yes, they had to cancel it because you know the bully in it. They carried the bully over from the movie. The guy that was the actor was like fifty, but he played a seventeen-year-old. Remember him? The uh, the bully from. From the movie Christine. I can't remember the bully from Christine. He, he's at least 70 in, in, in the movie. But he 
keeps calling um, Cunningham by this other name that's very profane. Sure, yes. And they carried that over to the series. And so people just started complaining because he he'd said it like seven times every episode. He was calling that. On on television. Cunningham with but with a T in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little, it was a little rough, and I'm amazed that that made it on television. It did, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, but anyway, getting back to Metallica. I was at that practice that day when the dog incident happened. When when they got into the argument. Yes, yeah. See, I lived in California for a little bit, and I used to steal cases of Lowenbrow, and I'd bring the cases over to the pad, and I'd, I'd drink while they jam tunes. Mm-hmm. And, and that song Motor Breath, you know, it's on, on the No Life to Leather demo? All right. That's about me. Motor Breath. Yes, yeah. Uh, see, I used to eat raw garlic and crank No Sleep Till Hammersmith mm -hmm. for hours on end. Oh, okay. And also the garlic had uh, speed sprinkled all over it. Sure, so it wasn't just, yeah, so it wasn't just, yeah, garlic you were eating. No, You were a no. little, little jacked up, maybe? Absolutely, yeah, still kind of am. I don't know if you can tell or not. Oh, you seem lively. Yeah, I'm lively. It's good for it's good for good for uh, for for what we're doing here. It's good for radio. It is good for radio. That's right. Yeah, you know, I tried to get Metallica to do the theme song that I wrote for them. Mm -hmm. You, you want to hear a little bit of it? This is a song you wrote for Metallica. I did. Yes, yes, kind uh -huh. of a theme song. Sure. It was like, uh, hey, music fans, we're Metallica. Jim and Dave drink beer and play guitar. Ron plays bass and drives the car. Lars beats his drums. They have a lot of fun. Buy our tape. You know it's great. And if you don't, we're going to soap your windows. And they, well, I'm shocked that they would not do that song. They wouldn't even even try it. Mm -hmm. That's weird that they that they, they just didn't see the merits in that, I guess. I don't know. They said it sounded, you know, they said it sounded G. Oh, oh that's yeah. cool. Okay. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I also had this one that I wanted them to do that, that went like this. Um, I told you that you were the one, but you told me I wasn't any fun, and now I'm alone and crying. Oh, that is, I got to just say, sidebar. Yes. <laughs> Your voice is terrible. What? No, that's the best <laughs> thing. It's my best singing voice. That's your singing voice? Yes, yeah. Well, what do you like about it? I gotta say, the other, you were singing other things and your voice was unremarkable to, to bad. Hmm. When, for the other things you've been singing tonight. Hmm. But it just took a big, it's like if you didn't know there was a basement below the basement. <laughs> like you suddenly you look in the corner and you see there's a staircase and it's just like, well, what's, I thought we were at the bottom floor here. What, where's that staircase go? And then mm. you, then you walk down it and it just keeps going way down. That's my feelings my are on the verge of being hurt. Yeah. Well, I, I look, you seem like a very nice guy. Thank you. Um, okay. Um, but your voice is not, that's not your strong suit. Uh, okay, well, you know, I'm starting to play bass a little bit. I'm getting pretty good. Hey, speaking of bass players, yeah, I think Robert Trujillo, you know, from uh, Metallica? Yes. I think it would be cool if he put out a solo album and it was called Need to Know Bassist. Need to know, like, like on a need to know basis, but bassist. It's a tweak on, on that phrase, yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. spitballing, what kind of... Uh, Basketball jersey? Do you think he would wear on the cover? On the cover of it, probably yes. something. Um, not anything licensed. 
I would say it would be some strange, some strange, uh, thing that some, that probably promotes him somehow or some, some clothing line he would have or something. I, I mean, basic instinct, uh, sportswear. Like if he had a line, basic instinct. Yeah. That would be. Yeah, I could I could picture him with that, or I could picture him wearing like some. If he had a if he had a, like a basketball jersey, it would probably like a like an authentic one. It would probably be like a someone from the Lakers. Yeah, I could see that. Which is also Flea's uh, Dominion. Yes. Oh. Where it's just like, oh, Flea's wearing his James Worthy jersey tonight. Base turf. Yeah, ba- the, like, the base turf wars. The 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 basketball wars. I think we're going to put out basketball too. Well, I think Trey Parker and Matt Stone have a might have a couple other things on their plate that have taken them away from basketball too. Like what? <laughs> like like South like continuing South Park and Book of Mormon and um, just anything other than basketball too, probably. Well. I know you have some some Hollywood dreams. I, th- I think that, I think that would be one to pursue. For me to what? Write basketball too? Try to try to get it to them. Do a spec wow. script. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, hey, getting back to the Grammys. Yeah. Look, yeah, there's there's a whole lot to dislike about the Grammys. I think we can all agree with that. But personally, I take solace in knowing that David Bowie would certainly have won five Grammys had he lived, based solely on the merits of the music, right? Um. Okay, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, look. Sure, he won. He would not have won anything or been nominated for anything if he had not died. And <clears throat> yeah, but that's not. Is that really the point you need to make? No, you're um, right. No, I'm, I'm. I'm being way too negative. You know, it's it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'll tell you, I'm I'm like that guy Donnie, that awful caller you had on last week. Yeah, Donnie. Oh man, that guy was something else. He was so he was yeah he was negative, and he was really kind of um, not like like not talented, but really angry about how he wasn't talented and kind of felt like he deserved what wasn't his, like what he had no claim to. No, no, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good brother either. What's that? Not a good brother either. Not a good brother. Yeah, he's my brother. Wait. The guy who called last week, Donnie? Yeah. Yeah, don't get me started on that much. Uh-huh. Well, wait, but if you're saying Donnie is your brother, because mm-hmm. Donnie had said he was the brother of the guys who had called the two previous weeks, Den- Den- Denny and Danny had called yeah. also. Yeah. yeah, they're my brothers too. Okay. Okay. So those all. Th- so your brothers with the guys who called the last three weeks. Yeah, yeah. They of course are the legendary Newbridge triplets. Who who is that? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I'm serious. You don't remember the Newbridge triplets? No, no. I don't. I don't. I don't think I do. No. Really? You didn't have love in triplicate? What, did I have what? Love in triplicate. No. What? Did, what is love in triplicate? That was the Triplets album that came out in 1988. You don't remember that. Um, uh-huh. D- uh, Don Woods was the producer of, of it mm-hmm. yeah, before he got all, all wrapped. Sure. 
Yeah, and uh, Johnny Depp, he did a spoken word thing on it uh, before he got all rapped, too. Yeah, these guys get rapped. The L.A., I think the requirements are you have to be in, it's weird, Los Angeles is so hot. Yeah. And these guys are out there, so they decide the sun does nothing but beat down here all day long. It's like a desert, yeah. Yeah, so... My answer to that is I'm going to wear more clothing than I've ever worn in my life. Yeah. And just be head to toe. Like, what what skin is showing on some of these guys? I think for a lot of them, it's just like, well, they have, I'm not saying their face, but they've got beards. So it's like part of their cheeks, I think. Cause so it's sunglasses. I think their lips. Hat, they're, they're, a hat, yeah. long hair. So their lips show. dreadlocks. Their lips show. The lip show, beard, fingers, dress shirt. Fingers poked through the fingerless gloves. Yes, gloves, vest. Yeah. And then a, a big uh, jacket yeah, like over a, that. Like a duster. or a, Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, that goes all the way down, which that jacket alone must weigh 30 pounds. Right, yeah, I don't know how they do it. Yeah, they get wrapped. Yeah. So, yeah, so the triplets... Those guys were were involved in their album? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Triplets also had this variety show on the Shout Network. It was, it was called Three Times the Fun. Do you remember that? No, no. I've, oh never, heard, I've yeah. never heard of this. Well, probably because it only lasted like four episodes. Okay. Yeah, um, it got canceled because the logo of the show, which was basically, it, it was kind of a, this, this, thing where it was a graphic of all their arms kind of intertwined and going different directions like as a show of, of like you know their them being uh you know joined and, and a force you know like a single force sure the problem was that the logo really resembled a wet swastika and it was in every shot of every every scene the logo of the four brothers with their arms interlocked, yeah, inadvertently looked like a wet swastika. Yeah, nobody caught it really until you know until it was, it was airing, and all the copies of the of the show were destroyed, and they were all dumped into into the Newbridge City landfill of the damned. Huh. Well, that's a, that's a pretty bleak area of the landfill. It's really out there. Yeah. yeah, buzzards don't even go out there. No, they turn back around. They do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't know about that show. Well, surely you, you remember three babies and three guys and a baby, right? I don't. What is that? That was their feature film. Their feature film was called what? Three babies and three guys and a baby. Okay, I don't. I never heard of it. Well, the triplets weren't actually babies when it came out. They were, they were like thirteen at the time. Mm-hmm. But they had to play these three little kids who discover this treasure map when they're rooting through their hallway closet. You know how kids will, like, look for th- their birthday presents? Mm-hmm. You know, so they're doing that, and, and they, they find this treasure map. And they end up going on this amazing adventure that gets them on a pirate ship that's sailing to what was at the time the USSR. Oh, okay. And so the triplets also play the three men who were the owners of the boat. So that means that the triplets are playing younger and older than their actual age. Uh huh. It, it, it's like a pre—I guess that's pre-Clifford at that point. That this sounds like it predates Clifford. Yes. Yeah. So 
they had fake mustaches and, and beards. It was it was very strange, and the budget was so low that like the, everything looked looked pretty terrible. Okay. And the climax of the movie takes place in the basement of this old abandoned Soviet hospital. Uh huh. With the three babies looking for the treasure, while the three older guys are chasing after them. Mm-hmm. And they end up finding a giant bag of what they think is gold, but it turns out to be a giant sack of pears. Um, okay, so it's like a frustrating ending to the thing. No, no, the ba- the babies are really excited, mm-hmm. and so are the guys. And so are the people that actually paid for the movie, which, of course, was the, the, the Pair Council of America. So everyone was very excited about it. Unfortunately, no one came to really see it. Uh-huh. It, yeah. it did terribly. Sure. It, it tanked. Uh, partly because it was awful, but also partly because there was this rumor going around that the movie had subliminal messages in it that would make children kill their parents. Well, okay. Well, I can, yeah, I can see how that might not... uh <laughs> that, that one might have a hard time getting parents to take their kids to it if people well, are worried. I, I, somehow it worked for Frozen, though. What did? Well, Frozen has that, too. Subliminal messages. Yes, yeah. What What messages? The same one. Wait, to make kids kill their... Okay, that's, that's what I heard, anyway. Okay, well, it didn't happen. Every kid uh, saw it, and it didn't happen. Oh, okay. I must have heard that wrong, then. I mean, it's not unless it's like a time bomb... Like uh, Halloween the, three. Ooh, I didn't see Witch. that. Um, you should you should check it out. Are we wait? I'm thinking of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street seven. No, Halloween three season of the Witch is different than Nightmare on Elm Street seven. Okay, I'll mark that down to go to get that at uh, Blockbuster. Yeah. So so okay. Blockbuster. Well, good luck with that. There's one left in Hawaii. I might go there someday to rent Nightmare on Elm Street seven. Yeah. Sounds like a good use of your time. So, so wait. So, Steve, you said your brothers, Donnie, Denny, and Danny, mm-hmm. were in all of these things as the Newbridge triplets. But were you involved in any of these things? No. And here's how this played out. Um, our dad, Herb, uh-huh. you know, he he got busy with his first wife, my mother, when he was really young. So I'm 18 years older than the triplets. I'm actually 63. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so it's it's uh, it's kind of strange that you're that like definitely like like a much older than your brothers, but you have pretty much the same exact voice. Oh, I take younger proxen in staggering doses. That's what accounts for that. Younger prox, which is a drug that lowers your your age. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. You take yeah. it in staggering doses. Staggering doses. Yeah. Okay, I guess that yeah. sounds risky, but but but, but to answer your question, mm-hmm. um, I was out of the showbiz game by the time the triplets got got their thing going. Uh-huh. Okay, what what do you mean out of the showbiz game? Well, you know, Herb, our dad. Um, there's a lot to say about. Him. Not you know, uh, I, I won't say a lot about him, but uh, you know, he was really driven to make something of, of the triplets. Mm-hmm. But but before that, he was really driven to make something of me. Okay, like how how so? Well, see, I was fifteen in nineteen sixty eight, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's at the height of the, of the of the whole counterculture thing. Yeah, like it would be like bump 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 or like bono no 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 
right? That's the Vietnam machine What's that? It's the Vibra Slap. You know who played that? Who? Do you know who played the Vibra? This is no lie. The Vibra Slap on all along the Watchtower? Who? Brian Jones. Okay, that's an interesting factoid. But that would be yeah, playing more, more minutiae then. It kind of brings to mind. You're just like, ah, uh, you know, it's it was 1968, and then you picture you hear all along the Watchtower. Doom, doom, yeah. But go no, ahead. I, I, didn't I, I understood what you meant. I yeah, I totally did. Okay, well, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Well, you did. Well, I'm, I'm I guess on some level you. I did. On some level I did. But I know. So it's the height of the counterculture, uh-huh. 1968. Herb wants to get in on on this money that these rock bands are pulling in, you know? Uh-huh. Like, these bands are having these hit records. But, you know, he's a dyed-in-the-world Johnson man. Mm-hmm. So he puts together this band with me and these four other teens, and it, basically it's a band for quote-unquote good kids. Okay. Okay. And we were called Law-Abiding Steve and the Drug Shunners. Law-Abiding Steve and the Drug Shunners? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And we this did is one 19- show. 1968, that's yeah, the band. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you said you did one show. Yeah. We do one show, and it's at, at the second annual Newbridge High School Pop and Rock Concert, mm-hmm. which is, of course, a huge deal now. Yeah. And, and, and it was then, too. I'm trying to think who was on hand that year. It was only the second year, but Zsa Zsa Gabor was there, Bill Wyman from the Stones, mm-hmm. a very young Searhan Searhan was there. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's weird. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we're playing, mm-hmm. and like, seriously, like 16 seconds in, this hippie throws a tire on stage, and it hits me in the chest, mm-hmm. and it was so, it hit me so hard, I just reeled backwards. I fell backwards off the stage, and I powdered my pelvis. I didn't just break it. Because of this tire that hit you? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was in flagrant traction for two years, and I ended up getting way addicted to alcohol and nudie books. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And, of course, Herb found this appalling, which was very weird, because he was running Moonshine and publishing a magazine called Busty Brenda's at the same time. That's what your dad was doing? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he, and he kicked me out of the house the day I could walk again. How cool was that? That's rough, because you were in the band that he put together. That's right. And you got hit by a tire. Your pelvis was powdered. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you're right there? Yeah, I just, you know, sometimes I, I don't talk about Herb that much, so I get very emotional. It's weird when and, you bottle stuff up. It comes out in strange ways. Yeah, it comes out. It's weird. For me, when I get very sad and upset, I start laughing. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I understand that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, so well, it, it is That's rough. It is, yeah. Uh, but, you know, Herb was very much like Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson. Okay. Yeah, all three of them. Wait, wait, all th- what do you mean, all three of them? Well, firstly, he was like Joe Jackson, the, the father of, of the Jackson Five. Okay. You know, about him. And, and so, and just like that Joe Jackson, our, our dad ruled his offspring, specifically the triplets, with an iron off and humiliating hand. Uh huh. So he was pretty yeah. rough with with the with all the kids, especially the triplets, though. Yes. Yeah. He'd make Donnie, Danny, and Denny rehearse their singing and dancing moves over and over again until they could barely stand. Wow. And, and he wouldn't even let them have water during the forty second breaks that he would give them every three hours. Okay. Yeah, but he did allow them to drink gravy. They could drink gravy. Yeah. 
That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. He'd also make us go to school naked. I, okay. Yeah. And the, the teachers were so scared of her that they, they wouldn't send us home. And, and I was the only one that actually enjoyed it. Enjoyed showing up to school naked. Yeah. All right. I don't even want to. Fine. So, so it's, it's weird. Well, I, you know. I bring a towel to sit on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you would. So he was pretty cruel. Yeah. Oh, oh, and also our dad had this pet monster and he tormented us with it. He was very cruel. What, what do you we mean? We're never really sure what it was exactly. Yeah, what, what do you mean by pet monster? Well, it, it was like if, if baby Mothra had a horse head and it shot fire out of its mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'll tell you, this thing lived for at least 40 years. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. all right. It was kind of sad. It actually died when it set fire to this magazine it was reading, mm-hmm. and the flame from the magazine jumped from the magazine to the monster's tweed jacket. Wait, so the monster wore the a... monster wore a tweed jacket, Tom. That's that's a very strange monster. Yeah. The Mothra, the Mothra, baby Mothra part with the horse head isn't the strangest part of it now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now we're talking about Baby Mothra. It, it puts me in mind of, um, oh, man, what was it? Uh, oh, what was it? Oh, Short Frankenstein. What's that? Short Frankenstein? Short Frankenstein, yeah. Remember that movie? I do. That's the one with the, the five-foot-three Frankenstein? Yeah, like not scary. Not scary, yeah, but it wasn't like... Soup. It wasn't so short that it was like. It was like, like great. A, yeah, no, it was like, but it was like he was just like slightly shorter than like the median height. Yeah, and he was just. It was weird to see people be taller than Frankenstein. It was, yeah. Like they're yeah. running from him. Like, look out! Here comes Frankenstein. But they're clearly, in some cases, people were a foot taller than Frankenstein. Yeah, I'll tell you, he's he's really come into his own recently as an actor. But I, I, for my money, that's Jack Harrow's best performance. His short Frankenstein. Yeah, I remember being so scared when that came out. Yeah, and it, who was the who was the um, the woman he torments at first, but then they they kind of fall in love. Who's oh, the actress? Oh, hold on, hold on, wait. Hold on. Oh. I can't think of it. It is uh, Maria Conchita Alonzo. That's it. That's it. Yes. Yeah. She was good in that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's got a lot of gigs back then. Yeah. And I remember, was it, it was, um, what's his face? The baseball player, Burt Blylevin, led the. Uh, he had the torches. Yeah. He, he the, led the yeah. villagers against Short Frankenstein. That's right. Yeah. In his uniform. In his uniform, yeah. I guess he, he had to sign some sort of thing that there would be... I guess that's like team placement, not product placement. Yeah, that he just needed to... Yeah, unless it's the only clothes he owned was his uniform. I think very possible. Yeah. Possible. So, yeah. Oh, but getting back to, to, to uh, Herb, mm-hmm. he, he was also like Joe Jackson, the English singer of uh, Look Sharp fame. Okay, how, how so? Well, he was always changing his appearance and also his temperament. So it was this emotional kind of psychic 
you know, war he was playing with you. You never knew what to expect. He'd keep you on edge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like one day he'd be wearing a cool suit and tie with his hair kind of slicked back, and he'd be super friendly and want to help you with your your bike. Okay. And the next he'd be dressed in these filthy overalls, throwing, like, greasy hot auto parts in your face to make you sing harder. Gr- oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and he would do this thing where, where he'd, he'd kind of, like, he'd escalate his voice really quickly, but from, like, the tiniest sound to the biggest sound. So it would be like, oh, is that, is that so? Oh, well, you kids will do as I say! Oh, wow, that's... Scary, right? Yeah, that's intense. And he'd even do it, like, when he was doing something mundane. Like, we'd be at the drive-thru at at, at uh, McDonald's or something, and, and it would be like, um, um, yeah, yeah, um, I'll, I'll have a filet of fish with extra tartar large fries and a Diet Coke! Oh, that's scary. That's Isn't like, it? that's troubling. Ooh, I'm, I'm scared just, just imitating it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, very weird. I can see how that would put you kids on edge. Yeah. And he was also like Shoeless Joe Jackson, too. Mm-hmm. Shoeless. Remember Shoeless Joe Jackson? He was this baseball player. Yeah. That, that, uh, he... Well, Shoeless Joe Jackson was uh, Joseph Jefferson Jackson, nicknamed Shoeless Joe, was an American outfielder who played Major League Baseball in the early 1900s. And he's remembered for his performance on the field and for his alleged association what with are the you Black doing? Sox scandal. What, what are you what, doing? What's that? What you're, you you're reading that. No, well, it's not reading. How did you just start reading that? I did wasn't reading. I have like Yes, a, you are. I read, look, I do read Wikipedia a fair amount, but I have a very photographic memory. But even your delivery was that you were reading it. Well, no, I was reading it in my head. I saw what I had read in the past laid out in my head. I was reading it from my mind. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That I was reading it from my mind? Yes. It was from my mind wiki. It sounded so weird. Uh-huh. Do it again. Well, I guess you do what? Just, to, Just uh, recall the facts about Shula Jackson? Can you do it Joe again? Yeah. It sounds so unnatural. No, it doesn't. I mean, look, it's just, it's completely off the top of my head. If I just think back, it's like Joseph Jefferson Jackson, nicknamed Shoeless Joe, was an American outfielder who played Major League Baseball in the early 1900s. He is remembered for his performance on the field and for his... What are you looking at, right? Seriously, are you just looking at a wall? No. What are you looking at? What am I looking at? Yes, I am looking at a wall. I'm not looking at a screen. You're like, you're like putty. From from Seinfeld, you're just kind of sitting there looking at a, at a wall, and you're saying that stuff. It just, I pull it back up. Oof. That's creeper than anything Herb ever did. Okay, well, look, how, how was he like Shoeless Joe Jackson? Oh, well, see, Herb liked to gamble, mm-hmm. and he especially liked to gamble on the Pelican races over at Aqueduct Racetrack. What? Yeah. Yeah, and um, he he was way deep in debt to the Colonelino family for like seventy five large, a okay. thousand. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so he ended up pulling this heist over mm-hmm. at the old Kern Fargo Bank on Muffler Row. Yeah, and he almost got away with it. Like really, almost got away with it. Wow, wow. What happened was the money got traced back to him, and he eventually did did get uh, arrested and thrown in in the hut. Mm-hmm. But. Here's how he gets out of it. He convinces the triplets to take the rap. Okay, his sons. 
Yeah, basically, basically he tells them that, you know, s- since they're kids, they're underage, they're only going to get, get probation. Mm-hmm. But there's this ancient law on the books in Newbridge yeah. that somehow allowed the three of them to be tried and convicted as one adult once their ages were combined. Okay, That's I, the weirdest I, thing you've is, ever heard. I don't even know how that could be possible. I know. The three, so weird. Three they were tried separate, and yeah. treated and housed and dressed as a single prisoner. Three, three young boys yes. were tried because their ages added up to the age of an adult. Yeah. Were tried and convicted and imprisoned as an adult. Yeah, and it wasn't that thing where, like, the um, what's the movie? Is it called The Thing with Two Heads where uh, Rosie Greer and... Um, George Pappard. Where they're, they're together, but they're, 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 they're next to each other? Yes. It wasn't like that. They were, they were like, vertical. So stacked like the idea, like, in a, like where it would be like a movie where kids are trying to pretend to be a tall adult. Exactly. But they didn't want to do it. No. Okay, wow. So, so it's like one, it's one guy who's, it's three kids, but they make up one guy who's like ten feet tall. Jammed into one prison jumpsuit. Yeah, pretty sick stuff, right? Very weird. Yeah, but then in July of 1990, mm-hmm. they broke out of the uh, the Newbridge Penitentiary for the possibly wrongly imprisoned. It's a mouthful. That was a mouthful, right? Yeah. That uh, so they were. They I wonder were... how Andy Kindler would say that, or how he'd get out of that stumble. He would go. He'd go. I meant to say it that way. Or, or, he'd, or he'd say. Get a dialogue coach, Andy. Yeah, he would say something like that. He'd say, like, take two. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And he'd say, like, that's why everybody comes to see Andy Kindler fumble words. It's my big thing. And that's why. I've got you off. I'm sorry. And that's why when you come to the, that's why everybody comes to see Andy Kindler when they, the room is half empty. Is he there? That sounds just no, like him. No, it was not him. That was me okay. doing it. So a- anyway, the triplets, you know, they, they, they break out, mm-hmm. and they show up at my apartment a few days later. Yeah. And I'm still steaming about how he treated me, you know, how he threw me out of the house once I could walk. Mm-hmm. So we formulate this plan to put Herb in his place. Okay. His place being the Sea of Newbridge. The C- Okay, the Sea of Newbridge. Yeah. Yeah. How, how so? Well... What happened was we ended up barging our dad and the rest of the guys on his ultra-slow-pitch softball team. Wait, so you you barged not only your dad, but right. the whole team, the whole yeah, ultra-slow-pitch ultra softball team. team. Yeah. How many guys? 30. 30 guys. Yeah. And barging is you put them on a thing and you kick it out to sea, and they're gone. That's it. So long. There's no ships out there. Yeah, so the because of the serpent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they so you barged the whole team. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, those guys just happened to be there at the time, but you know, they unfortunately the thirty of those guys had to buy it too. But positive note: thankfully, nobody ever found out about it because we did it in the middle of the night during the great blackout of ninety, when that spaceship uh, knocked out the main grid at the Newbridge power plant. Remember that? I do remember it, and then the, the uh, they 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 really. Uh, they tried to cover it up, but then they couldn't. Uh, the kind of like they couldn't pull the spaceship out of the 
side of the plant. And they had the big tarp over it, and you can yeah. still see the lights blinking, though. Yeah, yeah. And that one dead alien, like, smeared on the side of the power plant wall. Yeah. You think that would be, would have been the first thing they cleaned up? You'd think so, but it, it, it did give us that, that great uh, grind grindcore band, Smeared Dead Alien. Yeah, and they did that that uh, that one album that was so good. Um, Volume one. Yeah. So, Steve. Yeah. Uh huh. You said that you said just not to get too far off point. You said nobody ever found out about any of this stuff, but mm-hmm. you just said it. Uh, everybody kind of knows now because you just said it on the on what you and your brothers did. How's everybody know? I don't, I don't get it. Because you just confessed it on on this show on the on the radio. This is a, what? This is a radio show? Yeah. I thought this was one of those party lines. It isn't? A party line? Yeah, where you talk to, you know, like you talk to girls and stuff. No, this is not a party line. Oh. That explains why I'm standing here with my putt in my paw, having not gotten my rocks oh, off yet. Oh, that's, okay. That's disgusting. But, Steve, I just do have to say, all, you know, all, all laughs or whatever aside, um, I do abide by the podcaster's code, which I do take very seriously. And um, as per the podcaster's code, I am going to have to uh, alert the authorities about this. And you're just going to have to, you're probably going to be in a lot of trouble. Uh, no, son, you're going to be in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. As a matter of fact, uh, your imprisonment will be first order of business in tomorrow's national security briefing. That's for damn sure. Okay. All right. Yeah, and I'll tell you one other thing. You're going to be like the titular character in that old, old story, the podcaster in the Iron Mask. Well, it can't be. Th- was that that was a movie, right? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I never saw that movie. That was, uh, but it can't be that old. It's like podcasting hasn't been around that long. Well, the story's really old. The story is from. Oh, so I think, it's like yeah, the 1800s, yeah, right? So it's an updating of the ma- sure. Okay, well, look. no, it's called the podcaster and the Iron Mask. No, not back then. It wasn't. Look, sure, it was. Podcasts have been around forever. Yeah, right, Steve, what, what are you talking about with me getting in trouble? Look, show me some respect, you dumb donkey. Dumb donkey. Yeah, I'll tell you. Okay, okay. All right, gloves are off. I I didn't want to bring it up, but listen, you give off a really strong Eeyore vibe, okay? A really strong Eeyore vibe. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's true. That's, that everyone talks oh, that's about the nice. Everybody, that's the, it's all they talk oh, about. Oh, everybody knows it, huh? When your name comes up. Sure. When they in meetings. When, sure. Yeah. When I sit down and meet with someone, they. That's what I. That's what I convey. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's horrible, and yeah. I, that's very hurtful. Look. Anyway, you will call me Mister Bannon from here on out, okay? Uh huh. Mister Bannon. Yes. Uh huh. Wait. Wh- why? Wait, where are you calling from again? DC. Why? Uh huh. Okay, this is this is not true. You're not the, you're not Steve Bannon. There's no way. Sure, I am. Yeah, I'll tell you. If I wasn't Steve Bannon, would I be able to flood your studio? What What, what are you talking about? Flood my studio? Look down. Oh, well, hold. There actually is like water coming in from outside. But you're actually doing that. 
though. It's actually it's getting deeper, isn't it? Yes, it's actually it's pretty getting fast, deeper. right? Yes, we have we have equipment in here that's not cheap. Um, oh, I'm yeah. gonna have a cigarette real quick. What? Okay. Well, look. Can you make this stop, please? Hmm. Uh, hmm. What do you think? Uh, how about you promise to keep her mouth shut about the barging of her Bennett softball team? And I make the water stop. How about that? You no, know I'll, I'll look. Just make the water stop, okay? Yes, I'll tell. Promise? Yes, I promise. All right. Done. Wow, it actually. It stopped. It was like up to my ankles, like yeah, just a few deep, seconds right? ago. Yeah, how did that? How did that happen so quickly? And he hung up. There he goes. Oh, my goodness. Well, my friends, the time has come that we will debut the second song of our extravaganza tonight. Our friends Sunshine in the Rain, they have an album coming out called In the Darkness of My Night. And it comes out May 12th. On Ernest Jenning Records. And the pre-order, it might go live tomorrow, might be up now, I don't know, over at sunshineandtherain.bandcamp.com. Giving you a run for your money, Mike. The Bandcamp community. John Spencer produced the album. And we are going to hear the exclusive debut of the song, I'm Not Your Girl. We're going to hear it right now. Right now. You ready? Here comes the debut of I'm Not Your Girl by Sunshine and the Rain. Check it out.
No, we're not going to hear it a second time. But I'm going to tell you, that was Sunshine in the Rain. You like that, Mike? Very nice. You hear that, guys? Mike says your song is very nice. Where at uh, WFMU? How was the show? Yeah. Greg's cool. Greg was here last week. I missed it. Work fights. I didn't say work. Sorry. Certain situation fights. Missed it. Played right where I'm sitting. I would have had the most private show in the history of Greg Cartwright. Not me, man. But tonight, it's Valentine's Day for some of you. But here, it is Vile's time day. Why? Because we have Kurt Vile here. And his brother, Jello Man. We'll bring them in in a couple minutes. Guys, I want to tell you all, that song's by Sunshine in the Rain again. It's called I'm Not Your Girl. The album is over at sunshineandtherain.bandcamp.com. Comes out in May. You can pre-order it now. Produced by John Spencer. I'd like to dedicate this song to Mr. A.P. Mike. Right? No. Sorry. And... Best show's over at Patreon.com. That's how we do You know there's no more ads on the show. We don't do ads. The show survives over at Patreon.com slash The Best Show. Now, what does that mean? Well, listener sponsorship type model thing where you people, if you can give, you give what you can give. You go there and you do and it's a monthly subscription type thing and we send things out to people who give at different levels we're going to have some original uh, exclusive audio going up uh, in the next week I believe that will be just for people who give at the $5 a month level or more it's all over at patreon.com slash the best show go check it out and then read up and see what you can do if you can help we appreciate it because it keeps the best show going. No more ads. Just this. It's kind of like when Garth Brooks was saying when he joined Facebook. That now he has a... Uh, well, rather than me tell you what it was, why don't I let you remember when Garth Brooks first joined Facebook, this is the message. That he told all his fans. Would you play? For once in my life, would you play? You bum. Oh, this laptop's going out in the street. Play! Mmm! Why won't you play? Is it playing? No, it's not playing. It's not playing. Hold on. If I can't get this thing to play, I'm going to smash it over Dudio's head. He had nothing to do with it. It's not his fault. Come on. Play, you 
rat. Oh, okay, fine. Fine. As Rage Against the Machine said, I'll quit it now. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. I really wasn't sure about this at the start. But then a friend of mine said something that just made all kinds of sense. She said, think of it more as a conversation. I like that. But I'm already finding out on my own. So it's wiping the walls out between you and me. And I really like that. It allows us into each other's worlds, or I guess in my case, the hotel room. Ugh. When I think about things I want to post, I want to post cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. But most of the stuff I'm going to post is going to be raw stuff like yeah, this. sure it is. Yeah. Raw this stuff. This is just who I am. So if this is truly a conversation, then I say let the conversation begin. Now just imagine that. That's what, that's the message Garth Brooks put out to the Facebook community. And then two days later, when people were calling him names, he clearly just immediately quit. There's no way, no way Garth Brooks is currently in any sort of regularity, with any sort of regularity posting messages to the Facebook community still. Cause you know, I just want to get a conversation going. And you know, some of the stuff will be slick stuff, cool stuff. Well, first of all, if you're doing it, it won't be cool. Weird. Has any, does anybody look less comfortable wearing a cowboy hat than Garth Brooks somehow? Like, he looks like he's at an amusement park and they have one of those cutouts of a cowboy with a cowboy hat. And he's sticking his face through the hole. So he's got a cowboy hat on his head. But, you know, mostly be raw stuff. Sure, raw. You know. You know, as raw as that down and dirty country music Garth Brooks has laid out for everybody over the last 25 years. If anybody should have sang Friends in Low Places, that's AP Mike. Right? I got friends in low places. Would you do that at karaoke, Mike? Mike's karaoke jams? I've seen them. Streets of Philadelphia by Bruce Springsteen. Mother by John Lennon. And Hair of the Dog by Nazareth. Which he sings as if he's hitting his hand with a hammer on the chorus. As if he was hanging a picture and accidentally hit his thumb when he goes, now you're messing with son of a bitch. Let's bring my friends, Kurt Vile, the rock star, Kurt Vile in, please. We'll start with Kurt, the star, right? And while that's happening, I'll take a call. Who should I call? Well, who's good here, Mike? Line three. Best show. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the best show. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the best show. Thank you very much. To whom am I speaking? Margaret from D.C. Margaret from D.C. How are you, Margaret? Doing well. How are you? I'm all right. What's going on? 
Not a whole lot. Just uh, enjoying the, the show and and glad that the, the vials are on. I know, right? Yeah, it's great. They're good. I love, uh, Kurt's here. Jello Man's here. It's going to be fun. Vials mm-hmm. time day. <laughs> Anything else, Margaret? Um, I, I am, I am, I know uh, Jello Man. Okay. You know Jello Man. Yeah. I've called him before. I am a Jello girl. Oh my goodness! You, uh, we spoke. You, because Paul. What, does he say his name is? He, everybody knows his name is, right? Everybody knows his name. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. But what I mean, it's not some secret. He's not going around. It's not like Batman. It's Jello Man. I'm in the Jello. I'm in the Jello Man. <laughs> um. So you, because because. Paul, aka Jello Man, will play these rock festivals, and he's selling Jello shots. Did you say play? Well, he's okay. <laughs> Kurt is playing them. Kurt is often playing them, and then Paul will show up and sell Jello shots to the to the uh, to the attendees. It's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Sure. And Sim- he'll he'll sell Jello Symbi- shots. Dream. <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. That's the uh, and he'll sell Jello shots to the to the kids at the show, and he he recruits these Jello girls often to help him uh, move the product. And you were a Jello girl. I'm a Jello woman. A Jello woman. I mean, now I am. I that, it was like years ago now that I, I just just it's um. Well beyond my current circumstances, but yeah. Because I was telling Paul, I was like, you can't call them Jello girls anymore, Paul. Because, Paul, these days, the sisters are doing it for themselves. You need to catch yep. up. <laughs> so, and he was just like, he was like, he said he would look into it at the next uh, Jello board meeting. He, he said, blur, blur, blur. <laughs> I was more than a Jello girl. Well, actually, that's I me. Had, oh, I was, I was. So you were selling Jello shots. At at mm-hmm. what festival was it? Oh, uh, Bonnaroo, all good. A couple Philadelphia folk festival, like a couple different. Okay. And you'd sell the Jello shots, and how? What was it like to sell Jello shots? Well, um, I like. I'm sure all of the women and and stem identifying people on this show can understand when they're serving something. It's kind of like that, um, but you know, like on speed. You know, like on on a in a in another dimension, which is what mm-hmm. festivals are. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it's fun, kinda. Sure, I get to go for. I mean, I mean, Paul let me go for free at all of these shows, so I got to go see concerts for free. 
which is uh, why I went. Yeah, look, it's not a bad deal. You move some Jello, see a free free festival show. Couple of pet pills. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> First of all, let me say, Kurt Vile, welcome back. Oh, thanks. It's so nice to have you here. I'm sorry if I, I don't mean to jump in on your call. No, you're here. Thank you, Kurt. What's your favorite Kurt Vile song, Margaret? <laughs> A song? I don't know, but I, I um, I've just been getting my dad into him and into Kurt Vile, and my dad has been. Going wilding out on on the Kurt file, so like what song? Um, what what song like? does Dad like? like? Two Princes, Pocket Full of Kryptonite. That's. I think you're He's, mistaking your. The album is Smoke Ring for My Halo. Like that's mm-hmm. like the the big album for my dad. He likes that. Does he like the gold tone? Right. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, yep. these days when I do that song, instead I call it Chip Zone. Like potato chip zone. Okay. Oh, yeah, chip zone. Chip zone. <laughs> is that a product placement thing? Do you have a, is that an Uts thing? <laughs> no, it's just my, my belovedly stupid crew. You and should... their belovedly stupid leader. Well, Uts is like a Philly thing. Uts? I thought yeah. it was Uts. Well, it's Uts or Uts. Is there really a wrong way to say it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. I think I might have said it, and I might have picked one of the wrong ways to say it. So, Margaret, boiling down the experience of being a, a Jello woman, what would you say, uh, looking back at that? Were those, as Brian Adams said, the best days of your life? God, no. You don't look back and go, man, if I could just be back there again? Oh, if, no. Oh, I'd, if I could just, you know, relive those days. Mm-hmm. No, God, no. Yeah, you'd be in some Florida festival. Is Jello Man there? <laughs> Are you here, Jello Man? Yeah, why? Well, we're doing a radio show in here. I don't know if uh, if you knew that or not. Yeah, why? Oh, He might Come not. On Come on in, buddy. Oh, look at this. Valentine's Day, that's that yeah, well, have a seat. Hey, uh, uh, Dudio? Yeah. Would you mind setting up a couple chairs for my esteemed guests, uh, the, the who, uh, the non-miked guests to watch also? Watch yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's that? <clears throat> what were you doing there, Margaret? Huh? What were you doing there? Mm-hmm. Sounds like, was this, doing- uh, Blue Velvet? Sounds like, uh... You're taking a hit off the uh, oxygen tank. I don't know. Okay. Paul. Yes. Get up on that mic. I'm here. There you go. Mm-hmm. Jello man in the house. Kimosabi, get on it. Jump on it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this is gonna be a. This is gonna. This is gonna. Me and Kurt are boys. What's that? Me and Kurt are boys. You and Kurt are boys. I don't know what that means. (laughs) But at the same time, you do. You look a little bit like Fabio these days. You think so? Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, you're 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 There's definitely your hair is much more flowing than it was before. I think and it looks great. You know, Time goes on, hair grows a little Paul, longer. Paul, inches, you know what I'm tell them what you put in your hair. Oh, oh it's an orange. Wait, hold on. It's like What's some kind of no, blue star ointment, it. it's, but not ointment, the powder. It's powder, but it's it sprays. It's, it's not supposed to be. Arm and Hammer now, what's it called? Oh. Arm, arm. It's a powder, but it sprays. It has an arm on it. You put, put powder in your hair? It has an arm oh, on it. It puts basically like... Gobon. Gobon spray. Gold bond. Gold isn't bond that spray. for in like, your hair. Isn't that for like foot fungus? Are you exactly. sure you're putting the right stuff no, in your hair? No, not. No, I put it on my feet too. Isn't that the stuff Shaq At festivals, now? use it. In place of um, yeah. Let's say a forty-five degree angle that you're popping your peas. That's fine. It's not. We'll just. Can you just do that? Can you tilt the mic that just even even a little closer to your mouth? Perfect. Yeah. Just hit that thing from the side. The little we're working on it. We're we're setting we're setting this. These are new mics here. Thanks to the people over at Heil for uh, helping us out with these mics. Not the greatest name for a company in uh, Heil, but <laughs> great mics. The mics are as great as the name of the company is somewhat questionable. Heil. Microphones. So, what are you doing there? It sounds like you're taking, is it like, either you're driving or you're, you're uh, some bong hits or something. I'm outside. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just, I mean, I'm in DC and there are cars driving by. I'm on my porch. Okay. Ribbit. So what was it like being a Jello, uh, woman? Uh, and do you remember being under Paul's, uh, uh, Jello man's, uh, right. uh, tutelage? Yes. Yeah, I do. I do. I remember, um, I, so when he was getting his RV that was subsequently, you know, he, he was, it was like impounded or whatever, but I before the the impoundment, I uh, went with him to a Joanne Fabric to uh, choose the fabrics for his, his the curtains of his RV. Mm-hmm. I um I was more than a Jello girl or a Jello woman. I was um more of a Conciliary, you know. Mm-hmm. I uh, I helped him with decisions of the the business. Is that back fair to th- say? Is that fair to say? Yeah, Paul? back in two thousand. Do you want to be called Paul or do you want to be called Jello Man? Pizzle. I'm not going to call you Pizzle. <laughs> 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 and we're not going to call you Jizzle either. Why not? <laughs> or yeah, you're not Jizzle or Pizzle. Why just call me either. Jello? Jello. Yeah, it's easier. <laughs> and dumber. <laughs> and dumber. There are. All right, Jello. I can't say I can't call you. Je- or gel. Easier. That's word. it's getting worse now. Gel. J. J. I'm gonna just call you Paul. I'm gonna stick to my original okay. instinct. Just call him J Lo. Why not? J Lo, <laughs> man. And there goes the Bolton board. Oh, oh! It's a ritual. Who knocks down the bowling board hey, every week? How oh. long have you had that Ernest Tubb picture? I right put there? that up a couple weeks ago. Had it hanging somewhere? It's not hanging there anymore. Brought it to the studio. Nowhere to hang it. One for the uh, the band, so to speak. We 
and Johnny would make a joke for the band to get. So, Margaret, what if yes, Paul? Tom. What if you got a call from Paul saying, "You, me, the Daisy Electric Festival, or what? What's a festival? Is that a festival? Oh, electric Daisy. I don't go to that kind of stuff. Okay, that's like a that's like a um city festival. Yeah, there's no camping. Okay. It's a whole other market. You need to be out there in the field. You need to have to be covered tents. by people camping, mm-hmm. like rows and rows of people in their cars and their tents. Like if you're, it's a whole different hustle when you're on the street, like mm-hmm. trying to, because they're dealing with actual cops. Yeah. So you need to be at a place like Bonnaroo where there's a, there's a certain amount. It's like a little bit like the Wild West. And there's you like can a trade of, a whole trade. I could write a book about how to mm-hmm. get away with. You just know, like, the certain signs that... How do you say it right? You're going to have to tell me what the name of this book is. No, I'm saying that. What is... I could write a book. book was a... Oh, could, but you said you read a... No, I could write a book about how you get away with walking through a bunch of people and selling mm-hmm. merchandise. There's your title. In the given time period that you have. There's your title. I mean, if you can't right? just... Like, everything just... This, this is still the title also. <laughs> yes. No, look, I think... I said it to you. I think you're... So when when I met you, I was like, "Who is this guy?" You like me better than Kurt off the bat. Well, I didn't like you better than Kurt. I, I, I had a, a handle on who Kurt was. You were a giant question mark. Because think about this. Just think about from my perspective. You're saying Katie Crimes video? Yeah. Just think about this. We're filming a Kurt Vile video in Philadelphia. It's a Saturday morning, so early seven. 30 in the morning. I actually remember this perfectly. <laughs> well, the people listening don't know this yet, so let me yeah. tell them about <laughs> it, all right? Because <laughs> these things we're talking into reach... They, other they, people. They reach other people, yeah. So, because we could do this at a diner and then you. not worry about other <laughs> people. Like You'll uh, learn. So... <laughs> <laughs> You'll learn, buddy. Um, getting ready to shoot the video, first scene, setting it up in this, in this kind of, uh, park. Then suddenly an enormous RV pulls up and this is like, I'm saying like breaking bad, breaking bad size RV. Look kind of like it too. Kind of vintage, not new eighties. Yeah. This RV pulls up door flies open. Somebody comes out of it carrying what? One of those six-foot-high gumball machines that you see in Toys R Us. And they set it on the street. They're not in Toys R Us. Oh, you you mean... I got you. Yeah, they're there. The style of gumball machine. I didn't say literally... I didn't literally think you were in business with Toys R Us. (laughs) I kind of had an inkling you didn't work out a deal with Toys R Us to sell those. But that size of gumball machine... The kind with the oversized gumballs sets that out, like walks down the stairs of the RV and sets that on the street of Philadelphia. And I was like, who is that? And what is that gumball machine doing? And then Kurt's like, yes, yeah, my brother, Paul. And then we shot the video it was a dream come true. And then I learned that you're like, you know, I sell, uh, I do jello shots. They call me jello man. At festivals. And then you gave me a tour of the RV. 
And I see in the RV what? Oh, here's where you screen print shirts. Super impressive. You have a little screen print center set up. And then you took me on the roof of the RV and you had the biggest cooler I've ever seen filled with jello shots ready to go. And I was like, what is this guy doing here? Because also we're shooting the video. We, we were shooting the video without permits and we had, we were, we were having a parade without permits. So let's just think about that. That was the idea. So, and now there's like 200 people emailing saying, I want to be in the video for the parade. And now you have like, it was actually got picked up by a couple like press things, which is like, there's going to be a Kurt Vile parade in Philadelphia. And we're just like, no, we just need to not get shut down. We have one day of filming. This is, this is getting too big now. We don't want this to be a thing. And we're trying to duck the cops. It was a really big deal. And then suddenly, here comes the RV down a one-way street. Backwards. Backwards. Tying everything up. Drawing all the attention of the police. Oh, I don't know you're thinking that way. I, I feel bad now. Well, like, oh, he's screwing up my parade. We got it done, though. We got it done. Get up on that mic more, too. Come on. Get up. Pull, it toward, pull it toward you. Pull it toward you. Pull the whole stand toward you. Don't be afraid. You can lean back and do... Yeah, exactly. There you go. Perfect. But don't pop. My piece. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was how that day went. It was like, this guy almost blew the whole video because he's driving an RV down, like, very narrow one... Like, streets that were were from, like, a hundred-something years ago that were not made for automobiles. You're going the wrong way down them in your RV. You'll have that. And that night, you gave me a few jello shots, finished filming the video, went back to the hotel room. We were friends. Pounded all those jello shots. I was like, you know what? This guy's all right. Jello man's all right. We're going to a festival coming up um, <laughs> called Okeechobee in Florida. It's um, Okeechobee. Okeechobee. Okay. And who's performing at that? I got the, the um. Okay. Let's see who's who's there. Spin doctors. Okay, spin doctors. Jim blossoms. Gin blossoms. Cracker. Cracker. Camper. It's a uh, Kings sure. of Leon, Usher, the, and the Roots, Bass Nectar, the Lumineers, Flume, Wiz Khalifa, Pre Lights. I mean, I'm not into all the music here, but. I just go and sell jello shots. So mm-hmm. I'm just telling you a couple people that are there. Sure. So. All right. We got a bunch of shirts, a bunch of jello shots, sunglasses. Just like to have a good time. Got some yeah. bunch go- of shirts, a bunch of jello shots. I'm going alone this time, time though. Like- mm-hmm. So the jello shots, and you've also, I've, you've also sold Kurt Vile sunglasses. Yeah, he got pissed. I made, oh, he got pissed. I made a, uh, kind of like a crappier version sunglass that he was accustomed to. Uh huh. He was more yeah, offended that he didn't want his fans to wear that kind of <laughs> but he, thing in the head. Yeah, because my previous Kurt Vile sunglasses were way better. <laughs> because I was always into making Kurt Vile sunglasses. I actually did it, believe it or not, like <laughs> as a, like a gesture, like I'm gonna oh, Kurt. He might think it's cool, gesture. but the problem was that they were crappy. Yeah. If they were nicer, he might have liked it. But then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I was thrown on their bus. Where like I just made the wrong kind of glasses. Because he didn't want his name. I on. know, but I, I was really just doing it. You As put them on and they made you depressed. You had to get I know. The they hurt, like, your, they they hurt your face. Made, they made you put, might be suicidal. Well, they cost 30 cents. We sell them for yeah. two for 15, mm-hmm. one for 10. Sure. Five bucks if they ask. Yeah. 
So fifth, you were paying how much? Thirty cents. Thirty cents. Thirty cents per unit, if you will. And your screen, I will. Okay. And your screen printing, which which, let's just say the eight, ten. No, no, cents. I don't. I don't print them. Those. So you didn't print them. Not the sunglasses. Okay. Them. <laughs> who, uh, who printed them? China. China printed them. China. So so this was an order. Yes. So. This wasn't even like something where you realize you get your hands on 200 Kurt Vile sunglasses like sunglasses touching and that many slap sunglasses. your brother's name on them. No. I mean, I'll, my brain will never think that way for something as small as sunglasses. You might as well get them made. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'd be like, blow your, you blow your brains out trying to like print sunglasses and put them in little bags. Yeah. They need to be in bags or sure. else they will get scratched, guaranteed. Sure. And okay. we wouldn't, you wouldn't want those 30 cent sunglasses. Well, to they're be not really in. 30 cents when you're at a festival because they're, now they're $10. Mm-hmm. We get it. You can always bring them back the next year. The whole the whole year you got this box of sunglasses looking like it's They'd uh, be in bags. How many of those sunglasses do you still have? Uh, probably literally a thousand. But like this is from years and years and they're all just You threw them out? Kurt? You might as well throw them. Oh, you're talking about Kurt sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. I threw them out. Play meant my whole festival sunglasses. Um Paul, I have a question for you. A question for Paul. From Margaret. Question for Paul. What's that? Do you have any other, you know, like types of merchandise that you you plan on rolling out in this this next, you know, the coming season? No, just shirts, sunglasses, jello shots. This is all completely illegal, and I don't endorse it at all. <laughs> well, Margaret went to college, okay. and she decided okay. to leave the jello industry. For um, whatever. Yeah, to go. Yeah, to go. Now are you getting you know, your working a normal a normal life? Yes, that's mm-hmm. that's what I did. She was a jello girl, probably like in 2014. Okay. Hey, hey, Dudio, do you know that windscreen out there? There's one, right? Can we throw that on the mic, if you don't mind? <laughs> now, Margaret, you're not taking any jello related classes, or that's not your major, <laughs> is it? You're not doing that so you can come back and be a better jello woman. No, if I, you know, if if there was a, a specialization in Jello girl studies, I would not have taken that anyway. But no, I'm not. I'm out of school. I am uh, not going to pursue this profession any further. Mm-hmm. Sure, of course not. Want to hear something funny about the year she came? Anybody? Yeah, I'd like to hear it. Went to a festival called All Good in 2014. I think it was 2014. Went on. Flaming Lips played. And that was the same year that Kurt toured with them. Mm-hmm. And I got to know one of the roadies. And I, I texted him and said, can we go on stage and be in the suits, whatever? Because mm-hmm. Flaming Lips yeah. have people in uh, animal suits. Yeah. And, and he was like, oh, come on. No, listen. They're going to let me be the cowardly lion. They're going to let me be the cowardly lion. <laughs> I was excited about it. I mean, Kurt thinks mm-hmm. it's funny. Anyway, but I brought all these jello shots on stage, and we were just throwing jello shots at the crowd. Yeah. People thought uh-huh. it was part of the act. Sure. But she was – actually, she didn't come – I snuck up there with uh, another person selling jello shots, but I guess she wouldn't. Margaret, you know about that? Did we tell you about that? I remember that, yeah. We told you? Okay. I, she was I was uh, an early exactly. morning person. I was the – the Bloody Mary person at the f- hold, hold at five you're, in the morning. You were fixing your mic there. Um. Yeah, so he's throwing jello shots at the people at the Flaming Lips thing. And what are you doing at this point, Kurt? 
your hands are what? Oh, what? Your face is buried in your hands. Oh no, he's not on that. <laughs> what are the flaming lips? So oh, you were not. Was that, that no, year, I was. It reminds year. me of this time we took him on tour, and he was just like blowing up in his head about the fact that they're going to let him be the cowardly lion, and he's blind drunk, and he's supposed to be our roadie, and like literally the van is parked like on the loading dock where the bus is supposed to unload and so during all this he's all building it up in his head he's like they're gonna let me be the cowardly line they're gonna let me be the cowardly line and then like he lost our keys to the car to the van which is stuck and is blocking flame lips bus and they got a quick load out and he's like freaking out all drunk in a cowardly lion outfit and he's like dude where's the keys you lost the keys like, and he's like Durr! like starts getting belligerent and like mm-hmm. yelling and he's like how did it look somebody stole them he's in a cowardly lion outfit so somebody, somebody stole, stole the keys <laughs> and then finally when they're sweeping all the confetti after yeah, the show sure they're on the stage because he was dancing in a cowardly lion outfit he mm-hmm. lost the keys on the stage because he was dancing in a cowardly lion outfit so you were responsible for the for driving? No, not for driving, we but for. Always, we could always take parts in driving, but like, take, I was uh, take parts. I mean, I could drive at a certain <laughs> point when. Yeah, that works. You know. <laughs> well, Margaret, thank you for calling. Thank you so much, Tom. Have a good night. You have a great Bye, night. Margaret. Bye. So we have Kurt Vile here. Kurt, you just finished doing some solo shows. No. I'm going to go do some solo shows. But where, you didn't just do any solo? It was the band. It played. was the band. Okay, and where do you play? Like, was it Mexico City? Did well, I yeah, we, drove, we, went, we had one Final Violators tour for a while. Mm-hmm. We toured uh, down south, like Virginia, down to north and south Carolina, Florida, and others. Mm-hmm. Because the and show... Then we flew over to yeah, Mexico City and, uh, mm-hmm. and Coon Can. Okay. That I don't even Cancun, Cancun, yeah, big big crowd for uh, violators. Oh, huge! They just love. They can't get enough, right? Down there. <laughs> so <clears throat> the show I saw the, the the show at Terminal Five. Yeah, that was I the best. Shh. Oh wait, you were there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We were, were hanging out. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I remember. That was the best. I think that was the best I've seen you in the band. Thank you. Was that? I think the band is kind of exactly where it should be to kind of do the songs uh, justice live. Yeah, and I think even like yeah, we reached reached a natural peak, and uh, even the next tour down to Florida was pretty uh, even better, Tom. Mm-hmm. And then there's solo shows coming up though, but those are not local. Where are those? Those are in Australia. Okay. I'm huge in Australia. Really? No, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. I'm not huge, but I, I do good in uh, Australia. You do good everywhere. I saw the packed out Terminal 5. You remember what I said to them? You said it was a tune-up show. Yeah, I was like, thanks for coming out to my warm-up gig. <laughs> yeah, at Terminal 5, because you had your big Philly New Year's Eve show. And How, would, how did that go? Uh, New Year's Eve in Philly was great. Uh, and at the end... We just all shotgunned a bunch of beers and had a good time. Tell me about the Jello shot board. Oh, that was he had a Jello shot board the whole time. It was prominent. <laughs> you you spelled out Kurt Vile in Jello shots perfectly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> perfect. He spelled it perfectly, <laughs> and it was on a um, 
mm-hmm. easel that I, I bought from Staples, and I returned it to Staples. And it was time. on an easel perfectly. <laughs> so you bought an easel. And then I returned it because it didn't fit. <laughs> but it was on stage? I bought an easel and put the... Okay, see, so wait, wait, wait. The board bought, was this. You bought the easel? Listen, the board was <laughs> a big piece of foam. foam you guys make fun of each other so much. Foam insulation, right, from Home Depot? Yeah. Big okay. piece of it. I yeah. hot glued Kurt Vile and mm-hmm. Jello Shots on it. And yeah. I bought an easel from... Home Depot? From, uh... <laughs> now I forget where I got it from. Staples. From Staples. Oh, Staples? Yeah. And then I used it, and then it didn't fit the next day, so I returned it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So That's it's a just, classic move. That's it, if you will. Just wins, just so much winning going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I need me another one of those Colorado Kool-Aids. <laughs> hey, uh, Pat, can you tell Dudio to tell Mike to bring in a, a Coors Light for uh, Kurt? And make sure it's cold. Check the mount, the, ro- the Rockies on it. Make Col- sure if it's not cold. Make Colorado Kool-Aid. I got a cheese sandwich. <laughs> what? What's that now? Cheese sandwich. A cheese sandwich. Do I have one or you have one? I'm thinking about getting one. You're thinking about getting a cheese sandwich. <laughs> He'll have a cheese sandwich on rye. Okay. <laughs> Again, you realize this is this is not a diner or. I know. A- I keep looking at your eyes and you keep looking at me and I keep forgetting we're not we're on the radio. Yeah. Well, just just remember the two uh, things in between both of our faces. Microphones. Yeah, microphones. That should not your whatever. So, Paul, aka Jello Man, you you're not just some. And look, this is not the way I would say. This is what some would say. Some would say you're exploiting the underbelly of these festivals that it's just it's sleazy Disney Channel this is what some would say well let me just say, look some would say that <laughs> Mike knows what I'm doing it's the Howard Cosell technique when he would interview people and say some would say that you are a complete coward and you're just like some <laughs> you're saying it to me but you're hiding behind the word some now you have your Jello side. It's very, it's fun. It's 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 a, a little a little on the edge and reckless. And you've ended up in festival jails and mm-hmm. and your picture is at the gate at certain <laughs> festivals. I'm sure, yeah, right? Definitely. Yeah, I could tell you lots of stories about that, but no time for that. No, there's no time. <laughs> but you also you do you you have a serious side. You do this masonry now. Yeah, I went to trade school mm-hmm. back in the '80s, early '80s, late '90s. Yeah. <laughs> Early '80s, late '90s. Okay, so it's a, seems Actually, like a very, very intensive uh, trade school. I graduated from 2006. Mm-hmm. From the post-secondary okay. like trade school. And what is the name of this business for anybody in the Philadelphia business? area? Right? Don't you you do masonry? Well, it's not. A, I don't have official. I can't call it. A, I mean, it's just Paul Bio Masonry. Well, that's it's the not, name. But it's not. It's at not Instagram. On, I'm not insured. I'm not. Insured. Okay. Well, no, but you can do work for people. No, yeah, I can do yeah. All, side jobs, all kind of jobs. Because you showed me some video of some chimney you were fixing. Yeah, Karen, if you're listening, that's the chimney. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom's talking about it's your chimney. Yeah, Karen. <laughs> yeah, Karen. Hey, hi, mom. Yeah. Hey, this is hey, Karen. If you're listening, well, I saw is, the pictures of your chimney. I saw her like a picture of mine earlier, mm-hmm. and it's probably and you fix that chimney. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I also pointed the whole whole front of her house. Because you also do these patios. You'll do like the Millennium Falcon is like your specialty now. Thank thank God you knew what I was talking about when I made that joke. You'll do someone's patio to to look like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, it costs a lot though. What's that? It costs a lot. Sure. If you want that, I promise you, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's going to look like the Millennium. The Falcon one you saw when... was like just kind of, kind of looked like it, but I could mm-hmm. totally do that and make sure. it actually look exactly like it. If you okay. Well, look, I'm not in the market anyway, for this. I know. I'm saying, just, but I do like get patio, that out. I, do I just want that out in the open. Bricks, I'm not looking brick. for a Millennium Falcon patio. But if someone is in the tri-state area, they should they should contact you where now. Um, for now, just uh, email me. You can email me pvile zero w six at yahoo dot com, or just look me up. How is it. everything funny that you say? I don't know. How is this possible? Even your email address is fine. I'm just saying. It seems like pwvile zero pvile zero w six. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. pvile zero w six tk four two one. At at what though? Yahoo. At Yahoo. Okay. Do so Do you copy? But I do uh, patios, <laughs> mm-hmm. brick pointing. The thing with masonry is it's always uh, failing. Like bricks are always like you need pointing. Mm-hmm. People always think water's getting in because it's yeah. just holes in the joints. But mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Water, it could be a lot more things yeah. than uh, just the joints. But anyway, yeah. a lot of people I point them. Sure. And I love doing flat work like patios. Mm-hmm. And you do good work. I've seen pictures of it. All kidding aside, you, you know hate, what you're why doing. Why do you hate it so much? You like it, right? I do. <laughs> so it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Who wouldn't want relationship or love advice from the two guys we've just listened to talk about patios and bootleg sunglasses and Mike? Yeah. Does anybody on the line have a need love advice? No, okay. Great job screening calls, Mike. Great job. All the lines are full. No one. I tell you, this guy. I have a theory on that. I've, you have a theory on Mike? No. On that. I got to say this. Sorry. There you go. I'm sorry. There we go. That is Great. disgusting. I'm sorry. Just check that one off the checklist. I forgot that was there. Wait, it, wait to embarrass me in front of all my friends. <laughs> it's like bingo. It's like we're just going down. It's like, okay, we got that one. Gentleman burped into the mic now. Kurt okay? Rowley make fun of me for a couple of minutes and that's over. Might bring it up again. Because you guys tease each other. Kurt rides you pretty hard with the teasing. He's been riding me for his whole life. How how much that's older are you than than Paul, Kurt? I want to say four years to the day. Four to and the, sometimes five. To the day? <laughs> well, that's even... It's getting weirder now. Yeah. Well, he de- he deserves it. But you tease them, but you love them, right? You guys love each other. You have Kurt's back. Kurt's got your back. I've been watching since he's been skate, which is skateboarder. Mm-hmm. Put all his time to his skateboarding. Then mm-hmm. it turned to the banjo, which became a guitar. Mm-hmm. Behind the music. Yeah. So the skateboard. He was obsessed with skateboarding. He made videos, mm-hmm. insane amount of videos. Mm-hmm. What's walk. your greatest skateboard move, Kurt? Kick flip to Molly. Seven twenty, seven twenty, Ollie. Ollie to Molly. Mm-hmm. AP Mike does a ten eighty on his board, his <laughs> deck as he calls it. 
I call it board eagles in a day. I could see Mike like longboarding down a hill. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really long. I'd board. like to see that too. Drinking, a, like, drinking a Colorado Kool Aid. Yeah. Well, he would have Coors Light stickers all over his skateboard, right? Do people skate much anymore? I feel like they mostly longboard. Paul, I don't know. Or care. I thought you might look at it, glance at it. No, I, I don't glance. I thought you might have glanced at it. <laughs> I might have glanced at the skateboard. I like to stay up to date so with skateboarding. Take a mental note. Mm-hmm. Well, look. <laughs> Anybody know. has, I'm going to burn through a couple calls here, open some lines. For fun. You have your uh, your guitar with you, right? Yeah, but I don't want to play it yet. Not yet. Well, not yet. Don't worry. We're warming up to it. Best show. <laughs> Hello? Hello, hi. Welcome to the best show. Hey, Tom, how you doing? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? This is Kevin in Atlanta. What's up, Kevin? Hey, well, I actually called with an elevator story, but okay, what, KD's what? there. Let's hear this elevator story. I want to hear this. What, what, what do you mean by elevator story? Well, you know what I mean, right? Uh, what, do you mean me and Patty Smith, that kind of thing? I didn't want to say Patty Smith, but you did, so fine. Ugh. Yeah, you walked me all the way right there. Okay, so what? I sorry. So what, what, no, that's okay. It's okay. What is, what's the what's the elevator story, Kevin? Well, it's ninety five uh, DC at the uh, Patriot Center uh, Auditorium at uh, uh, what's it called? I forget. Oh, you George Mason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're in an elevator with who? Nation of Ulysses. What's going on here? What's the story? It's you. Well, I, I wasn't in an elevator, but my my friend pulled me out of the uh, the stadium while Oasis was playing, mm-hmm. and pulled me out back by the uh, <laughs> the um, the buses, <laughs> and I saw Butch Big. Okay. Not very interesting. So I walked up. And I'm like, I love your your band, Firehouse. Mm-hmm. And he played along. That wasn't the name of his band, but he played along. Who did you say this to? What's that? Who did you say this to? Butch Vig. <laughs> to Butch Vig. Yes. So you see Butch Vig at a. Oasis concert, and you go yes. to him and you say, I like your band Firehouse. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's very embarrassing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what you should have asked him? You should have said garbage, garbage. Yeah. Or you well, that, that was the band that was there. My friend was, oh, my goodness. This, this is ridiculous. No, you, should have yes. asked him, you should have asked him why he made that Nirvana album sound like Boston. Get off my phone. Best show. Hey, how's it going? Perfectly great band. Um, single Love Buzz, perfect. Well, Bleach, perfect. You know the guy that mixed it, he like mixed Sl- Warrant and stuff. Sliver, perfect single. Best thing they ever did. Then suddenly they put, I'll say this, look. Uncle Tupelo, that's not one of my favorite bands. Not my I don't favorite. know two things about it. But you know what? The best thing they ever did, when Uncle Tupelo were driving on tour and they got this cassette of Nevermind. It's an advanced cassette. You? And they were listening to it. With you? No, no, oh, no. Sorry. This is just a story about it. They're driving around on tour. 
They get an advanced cassette of Nirvana album, Nevermind, and they listen to it. They say, this sounds like Boston, and they threw it out the window. <laughs> Best thing they ever did. What do you think about that, Paul? Love it. Not I good. actually like that. There's a song called uh, Black Eye. It's pretty good. What on? Uncle Tupelo. Uh-huh. Yeah, Black Eye. But yeah, you know, it's a little dated. <laughs> Some of it's a little dated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just... <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> now, caller. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Yes, welcome to the best show. What's caller. up? How's it going? Andrew from Brainerd, Minnesota. Uh, yeah, just uh, calling. Was it supposed to, uh, to give uh, love advice or take love advice? What, what's the deal here? Uh, T- what, 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 what's your what's your situation? Do you need do you do you need some love advice? No, I'm happily married. I was going to maybe give some. I'm happily married, doing well. Give her jello shots. Jell-O shots. Jell-O there I mean, we go. Buy a Whitman's chocolate thing, right? You eat all the chocolates, and then you replace them with jello shots. That is maybe Win-win. the most romantic thing I've ever heard. So you win, and she wins. Here you go, honey. So I gave to my girlfriend Stacy. I gave uh, her chocolates, mm-hmm. but no jello shots. But I just. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was wishing that I ate the, gel- the chocolates and put jello shots in there. Sure. But she's sick of jello shots. So you jello did the right shot. thing anyway by not doing that. I mean, she's sick that. of them because yeah, her, her mm-hmm. nerves are wearing thin with them, but other people have a fresh <laughs> set of nerves. You know what I'm other people sure. love them. Yeah. I mean, people pay for them, so they must like them. Mm-hmm. And how much are, is a jello shot now? Three for five. Three for five. Three for five. Three for five. Or two for tongue. What happened to two for tongue? That is was, that off that the was a deal back in the 80s. Different deal. Yeah. Are we not supposed to mention that? Well, I'm saying no, that, no, that was the that was the original. Why are you waving your arms around? Saying no, I'm saying that was like the original. You're, you're mouthing something to me. Don't mention two for no. tongue. Yeah, two for no. Because you and Kurt are gonna make out two for tongue. Because that was the thing where you'd you'd give yeah, two Jello shots for two people Jell-O to make shots for look, when you were. I'm not judging one. I'm not judging. That's BS. So you're at a festival. You see, you see somebody. You give them a jello, a couple of jello shots, and they give you a smooch. Yeah, <laughs> it's maybe the it's most. Beginning. Listen, I, I have a funny story. Bert Reynolds got a story. I got a Bert funny... Reynolds. Wait, why are you calling him Bert Reynolds? Well, thank you, Bert. Bert thank you. I call him Bert sometimes. He okay, he doesn't like it, but mm-hmm. I like Bert Reynolds. I'll take that. Thanks. Okay. Just, yeah. Yeah. So, got what? What? What's the story, Kurt? He was hanging out. <laughs> With this girl, mm-hmm. and he was really getting on my nerves, right? When was this? Uh, this is uh, years ago. You're in the road. And then all of a sudden, I was like telling this girl later, I was like, oh, man, he's so annoying. I don't remember exactly why. You were getting on my nerves. And then she's like, "I'll oh, just leave him alone. He's young. He's just 26. He's just having a good time. He's 26 years old. Just let him be free. Have a good time. I was like, yeah, you're right. Okay. Two days later, I'm riding in the bus, and I'm like, oh, he's not 26, he's 29 years old, he's lied to her. <laughs> There's no way. Dude. Yeah. I didn't go I'm exaggerating a little bit, okay? But basically, you said you were two years younger than you were, and I was like, yeah, you're right, you're right. And then, like, two days later, I'm like, go! Oh! <laughs> he's like, I'm 26. Oh, uh, the, look on, the look on Paul's face right now. This is some. You look like your own masonry now. Looks like, like Red a bricks. stone. You're stone faced. Red brick faced. <laughs> well, oh, man, just, just being free, man. To the caller, just six years old, man. Yeah. So what? what yeah. 
Give her what? some jello shots. That's the advice. Sorry you were she on might hold be for out. 95 <laughs> like minutes. It. Best show. Hi. Uh, this is Grant from Pittsburgh. Grant from Pittsburgh. What's up, Grant? Well, I have something I was hoping would kind of be an honorable mention in the most coked up performances yes. category. Because that was a list we were working on a couple weeks ago. The most coked out performances of all time. Um, why, what do you have? And I see, Kurt, you clearly have something. I'm just excited to talk with you about Chris Christopherson. Yes. So tell, first of all, Pittsburgh man, what's the, uh, what's the, uh, the, who should be on this list? So I just got done watching the OJ Simpson documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, OJ Simpson made in America. Yeah. And apparently after the trial, uh, he moved to Florida and got involved in a bad crowd. And he made a these prank So OJ got in with a bad... After the trial, he got involved with yeah. a bad crowd? So the guy from the murder trial <laughs> is oh, now so, just run, running... OJ, I don't know about this. You're getting mixed up with some really bad people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the, who are you they're hanging out with? They're doing toots! Who are you hanging out with? I don't know, they're doing toots. They're just some cool guys. I don't know, man. They're doing drugs. Just say no! So OJ got mixed up with some bad dudes. <laughs> right, and at this point he was broke. Uh-huh. So to make money, he started making prank videos. Yeah, juiced. Yeah, we all know right. about that. Juiced. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that he he wasn't a great comedian, but the one the one clip that they showed was him standing along a highway saying, "Buy some oranges from OJ." Yeah, I've seen I've seen that. Yeah, he did weird yeah, old it, man makeup. He did. Uh, and look, I didn't watch that OJ documentary yet. I don't know. Something's not compelling me to watch it. Sure. Will I watch an episode of Impractical Jokers for the sixth? Time? Yes, I will. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, this is the one where uh, where Q has to ride around in the uh, chair in the in uh, Washington Square Park. Right. Well, I mean, all I can say is, I mean, I, I mean, it's a very long documentary, and it it held my interest the entire That's time. That's a good blur. Okay, I thought that was that would be a great blurb. It's a very long documentary. <laughs> Fred from Pittsburgh. Now look, I w- I'll watch it at some point, but I just I just not I'm just not there yet. I don't know. I understand. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call. Best show. Oh, uh, hey Tom, it's John from Maplewood. Oh my goodness! Now this is a quality caller, uh, John well, from Maplewood. You y- you may not say I'm quality tonight. Well, because this is a guy. Look, I'll say this. He's like Wade Boggs. He always gets on base. He's not here swinging the bat and he's striking out every two, two out of every three times. This guy's got a high batting average. Are they always, are they always 500, uh, uh, feet home runs? No, they're not. Kind of had to put points on the board though. Go ahead, John. Well, um, tonight, uh, I, I, I try and call prepared and on topic. Uh, do a little research, you know, mm-hmm. just to make sure that I can carry on a conversation about what you're talking about tonight. But tonight, 
is a little bit different because I'm calling at my children's urging. Okay. Um, so they were listening to uh, All the Small Things by Blink-182. Yes. Um, but they were listening to the kids' bop version. Okay. And they are 100% positive that it is you singing. Um, but I did not want to I'm have, that on the air. Okay. I'm having a tough time convincing them it's not because well, they're right. it does sound. I did do some kids' bop work <laughs> really? at a point. Huh. Look, a career, there's highs and there's low. Trust me, I'm going to be back doing some kids' bop stuff. Did, uh, did I just want to say this. If the kids' bop people are listening, uh got some openings, wide open. I'll send my iCal over. Maybe bring me in. I'll learn some uh, songs. What do you want me to learn? Uh, the Gambler by Kenny Rogers. I don't know. What's a song kids like now? I don't know. Well, here's the weird thing is that if you listen Hotline to the series. I go, hey, kids pop. Hi, guys. I'm back in the studio. What's the Drake song you want me to do? Go they ahead. have some actually really filthy songs. Uh, not filthy, but they do some songs. Like They have like Hector. thrift shop. And they do, but uh, they just change the lyrics a little bit, mm-hmm. um, like "Cake by the Ocean." Instead of saying something about you're living dangerously, it says you're not living dangerously. Um, so it's mm-hmm. actually pretty surprising the stuff they pick. Well, but you- Tom, if you listen to it, it's on YouTube. Oh, it's, I, I it have sounds it. like it's you. Yeah, I, I. It is me. Your kids are right. You are wrong, John. That's me. So let me just go here. Hold on. I wanted to see, see how close this sounds. This is going to either. Make me so proud or super upset. Let's see here. What am I typing in? Kids, Bop. Put kids with a Z. Of course, it bop. has a Z, John. John, I work for them. It's I know the LLC. So it's Kids Bop Unlimited. It's an S corp. All the small things. Let's see here. Kids Bop, all the small things. All right, hold on. Let me shut this off. Shut that off. Now, let's listen to this. I'm going to be upset in five seconds. My kid, that actually sounds a lot like me. That is... Super troubling. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Man, it's actually pretty, really, really good. Watching, waiting, commiserating. Say it ain't so, I will not go. Commiserating. Carry me John, I just have to say... Man, that was... They're quacking. That was great. <laughs> John, I said you were a guy who gets on bass, uh, singles, dinks and dunks, as Mike Francesa would put it. Right, Mike? Mm-hmm. Mike? Dinks and dunks. The Yankees got to stop playing good dinks and dunks. The sixth inning, they'll get dinks and dunks. But you... You just knocked the, 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 you just knocked the fabric. What do they say? What do they say, Mike? When you, when you hit the ball so hard, you knock the what the? Out of here. Mike, 
I thought the stuff. It's not stuffing. I'm seriously. <laughs> hey, John. Yeah. Can you the, not knock the hell out of it? Yeah, the word. What's that word I'm looking for? Hell. Hell. Not, not the stitching? Is it not the stitching Stitch, off yeah, of John, it? Well, you know what, John? What you just did right now, see if you can say the following. Best show. Just, just say, say, let me see what happens when I ask you to say that. Okay. Best show. <laughs> um, now say, what would you like to talk about? What would you like to talk about? <laughs> now say, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> well, John, I have to say, you might have, there might be a chair here for you next week. <laughs> I just say, I'll this be right guy, there. He's not, he's not bringing much to the table anymore. He's not bringing much to the table. All right. Well, John, you and I'll your kids. I'll clear my calendar for next week. You tell your kids that you that Daddy hit a home run tonight. You tell right. them, Daddy. What they're doing. Are they listening right now? They are. You kids, you your Daddy hit a home run. Daddy hit a home run. I want to hear him <laughs> run into the room right now and start chanting, "Daddy hit a home run." Kids. All right, got, you got know what room Daddy, you know what room he's in. Run in and start chanting, "Daddy hit a home run." Start chanting, "Daddy hit a home run." Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to say it. You're not going to say what you're too my, cool to say it? I put food on my the daughter table. said I'm not saying that. No, no, I heard her. You tell her she's going to say it. She says you're going to say it. You'll say it and like it. She said you don't control her, and she left. Well, you tell her I do control her, and she's going to walk back <laughs> into the room now and not know why she's doing it. It's over. She's gone. No. When I was just going to give you coffee. <laughs> so, well, John, thank you so much. You have a good night. You have a great night. Is that the same guy? Did you get, when I was here last time, it was the best. You got some kid, he was ordering pizza while he was on the phone. He's like, oh, I gotta get the, this pizza. He's like, you were ordering while you're on the phone? He's like, yeah. He's like, and then he was on speakerphone and you were making him repeat everything. Mm -hmm. He's like, now say top of the morning to you. And he's like, Top of the morning to you. <laughs> he's like, there's, there's, and he's like, give him a big tip and say, there's more where that came, tough guy. And he's like, but it's on speakerphone, so uh -huh. he hears it. He's like, yeah. there's more where that came from, tough guy. <laughs> he's like, these aren't the, these aren't the droids you're looking for. The, these aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> now, Kurt, Kurt, you'll realize I don't have an infinite amount of moves to the basket, as they would say. And you're gonna, if you listen, very closely, you'll start to, the patterns will reveal themselves. Okay. And you'll hear certain things over and over. No, that was once I heard that. No, once. look. I love it. Paul, you look like you're, uh, bored. Hungry. What's wrong? I'm hungry. You're hungry? Yeah. I ordered pizza pies. Yeah, did you, did you get any pizza? Have a slice. Have some more. Please have a slice. Have as much as you want. And there's snacks. I have I snacks here. I want a cheese sandwich. <sighs> There's snacks in the closet. Cheese sandwiches? No, there's not cheese sandwiches. You're, now you're just being willfully stupid and it's really making me mad. On purpose? Go eat some Tom, we're food fine. in the closet. Everyone, I seen you at the Kurt show in New York. Yeah, I did, yeah. And yeah. we were up in the, um, not, I was gonna say bleachers, but not, the, um. VIP section. You told me a secret, like if you open up this, this huge drape because yeah. you see everybody and we did yeah. it. Yeah, we did. We watched the show that way for a while. Then you got sick of me for a little. No, I wanted to hear more. Th I wanted to hear more than uh, the drums 
because you also can't hear anything from there. You start to realize. Then I texted a few times. You didn't answer <sighs> when I ran away. Because I was watching the show. Kurt wouldn't mind. But I would have. I, I wanted would, to watch I would the show. mind, in fact. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kurt. <laughs> Best show. Hi. Hi. Just me? It is you. Welcome. Hello. This is uh, Nathan from Durham, North Carolina. From the Triangle. What's up? The Triangle, yes. I was at that uh, New York show as well, uh, playing that show, actually. Oh, I know this guy. You know this guy, Kurt, right? Oh, yeah, this is Nate Dog. Banjo Man. Right? Banjo Man. <clears throat> Your opening act, Banjo Man. <laughs> yeah. He's That's what I was billed at. Now, this is Nathan Bowles, right? Oh, yeah. Right. And you're super up, talented, and I liked watching you play. Thank you. You uh, you had some good comments on my uh, fledgling comedy bits. Because you did song. a song where you're like, what was the song called? Uh, <coughs> I happened? Miss My Dog. I Miss My Dog. And then you said... My dog's actually okay. <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah, we could. We could work on punching it up a little bit, but yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, look, I liked it a lot. <laughs> oh, cool. So, what's up, Nathan? Um, not much. Packing for a trip. Actually, forgot this is going to be the Vials and Times Day show, but wanted to catch the end of the show and call in and say. Any Hello? love advice? You need love advice from either of the Vile brothers? Oh boy. He doesn't trust us. That's what we're here for tonight. Looks like them vile hmm. boys are getting in trouble again, right? Yeah. Like the Dukes of Hazzard. Like, they're, Wait, over, yeah. they're so, heading over to Market Square. Causing then, some, right? Looks like the vile. And then you like the it vile. with Seinfeld. <laughs> 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 Get those, them vile boys in trouble again. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, that... That weird contemplative transitional bass where he's like, boom, 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 boom. So annoying. So, uh, well, look, you're going to be on tour with the Kurt again? Uh, maybe at some point. I'm not sure. That sounds like, uh, nothing's firmed up. I'll throw it in the hat. I'm putting the ball, putting the ball in Kurt's court. I'll throw it in the hat, brother. I'll throw it in the hat, my brother. (laughs) Thanks, brother. Yeah. Ooh, brother, here come the and here come the Hulk Hogan. And here, oh, has he not been doing that? I couldn't. Tonight? I'm sorry, we did not start that yet, but now it's oh, you just well, kicked it off. You're welcome. Hey, the no, kickoff. Here, how about this, Tom? Do you like Chris? Wait, for, mate, Nate. Do you like Chris? Chris Christopherson? Yes. Yeah. All right, Tom. Can you give your best Chris Christopherson uh, impression right now? Can you sing like him? Your can I song? sing like him? Yeah. Come on, just give it to me. My favorite song by him. Or, you know, hmm. maybe that one from... Well, there's that sometimes on the albums when he's just like, I want to do this song about uh, Johnny yeah. and June yeah. who beat the devil. Yeah. I went up against the devil, and I beat the devil. Jack Elliott had a lot to do with it. <laughs> so low. But His the... voice is so low on those things. But I liked, like the songs about the 60s songs like... The law is for protection of the people. Yeah. You know yeah, that one? Yeah, those songs where he's just like, We don't need no punks like punks like Jimmy Dalton. <laughs> so good. Yeah, the ones where he's just like, 
Because that first album, it moves from like style to style where it's just like, blame it on the stones. Blame it on the stones. Yes. Mrs. Martha Middle Class is really in a stew. <laughs> and then there's a song where it'd just be like, I'll find, like, I'll find the mind to see the headlights shining on that old white line. Yeah. Between my head and like he's doing like a crooner on the next song. That's a great record. Look, I saw him when I saw him live. It was it really was great. You saw the picture yeah. how close I was. Yeah, was it great? I got, it was nuts. Can we go in together later? And I'll go. He's going to be here in April. I'll go with here? you. Yeah, I'll be well, not in the April studio. What? I know. I don't know. Ask Paul. He Let's seems go to, together. He seems to be able to rattle off who's at a festival. Who? Well, when is Carvalho? When is uh, Chris Christopherson here? Yeah, Paul, Trust do you me, know, I don't know he doesn't even know who he is. I don't even, it's more like I'm just trying to get to the next festival. Like, I don't <laughs> care who's playing, really. Will you sell jello shots at the Chris Christopherson show at the City Winery? That's not your business. Like, the, ah, the City God. Jello. The, the, uh. the City Jellory. <laughs> that would be the funniest thing. City Winery, you're there with a cooler. If you're in my jello In boy, the men's room. Jello shots. Oh, yeah, Chris Christopherson's like, Get your jello shots. <laughs> I saw yeah. I saw Nathan at um Austin Lake Fest a couple mm-hmm. years ago, and they came to my campsite. I was just feeding them jello shots, and they were just jamming banjo for <laughs> like, like grapes. A couple hours straight. Feed them jello shots like grapes. I think we called Paul our our tour manager okay. in that instance. He called me his tour manager in order to help him. Uh, I snuck into that one. I didn't have a. I think I. Th- I think yeah, I, yeah. Did I? Anyway. <laughs> Uh, or he gave me. I was their manager that weekend. Mm-hmm. Just, for, I only saw him for a couple like a couple hours. Mm-hmm. They gave me the band, <laughs> gave some Jello shots. They left. I had, mm-hmm. I had the credentials mm-hmm. at that point. This is a great story. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, it was just time to make the Jello shots again. So I did. Oh it. shit! Oh, there we go. <laughs> Thanks, Nathan. I can't yep. wait to to hear more from you. My. Oh. That sounded mean, and I didn't mean it to be mean. No. It's my favorite. Do you want to play some songs, Kurt, at all? Yes, no? Sure. What do you want to hear? What do I want to hear? Yeah. What songs do I like by you? I always like In My Time. You know, that's one of my favorites. What's one that you don't break out a lot? Yeah, because I did play In My Time back in 2011. A long time ago, but, but that was when it was new. When you right. did that. Don't get cute. What do I like? I, like, I, don't, I don't remember like, that anymore. I like all the, the, the songs, you know. I, oh, it, you like you like uh, Ocean City? You know I like Ocean City. I haven't played that in forever. Mm-hmm. I could try to play a version of that. Sure. Why don't you do the, that? And whip it up. Okay. Um, and then what, whatever else you want. You dedicated a song to me at that Terminal 5 show. I almost cried. <laughs> You cry, baby. <laughs> what if you were just like, I did, this goes out to Tom Jarvling, and all of a sudden you hear, <laughs> yeah. like in Terminal 5, you hear just like you can't hear over your own playing. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you get your right. guitar, and right. Paul, you play also. Not that song. Well, no, I didn't think you played Kurt's songs. What songs do you I'll, play? Yeah, you're not going to play my song. I'll, I'll sue Simon, you. I'll play Simon I'll and Garfunkel. The, I'll sue the pants out. I'll play Simon and Garfunkel song. You'll play Sa- Simon and Garfunkel song. Yeah. Okay. I would. I, please, let's do that. When? 
when? Well, just in the next stretch here, you know. That means over. No, it's not over. Give me the hat. Give me the hat. <laughs> There's a hat over there. So, um, Paul, I need you to come to Okeechobee. I know you're busy though. Yeah, I can. You can't swing that. I can say this. I'm not busy. I won't be at Okeechobee though. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to go to Florida to stand in a, 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 a swamp and watch Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, trust me, me neither. But you will be. But doing I do. It. I'll do it if, it, yeah, if it's, that's what it's for be the done. money. Yeah. Call the easy money with the Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you look? Are you going to see uh, John Wick Chapter Two? Who knows? That is. That might be the smartest thing I've ever heard you anyone say. I never go. Who knows? I never go to in the to sense movies. You don't like movies. No, I mean, what's your favorite movie? Uh, favorite movie ever. Beauty and the Beast. The which one? The one that came out already. Like not the not the live action musical one that's coming out in a couple months. Yeah, that one that already came out. It's my favorite one. The the cartoon one. No, the one that already came out. Not the old Beauty and the Beast movie. Well, that's the storyline. But the new one is my favorite one. The one that's not out yet. Yes. So that's your favorite one. You like the one that's not out yet. Correct. <laughs> Seriously, what's your what 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 kind of movie do you like? I really don't watch movies that much. Okay. All right. My whole life, what I really did was, um, well, I played banjo, guitar growing up, but I, I mean, just for fun and whatnot, but I learned to trade early on and it's kind of started just putting all my time to, to making money. Sure. But then when I learned the jello thing, that was like an escape from like nine to five stuck in like a one job site kind of mm-hmm. type of thing. We can yeah. travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then learning, all, everyone in my family is artistic. We all can draw and like we're mm-hmm. all like growing up, like our parents, like we. And the family, you have, you have. There's 10 kids in our family. There's 10 kids. Yeah. And where are you out of the 10? Five. You're five. Kurt is four? Yep. No, okay. no, no, no. Kurt is, Kurt is, um, Kurt is three. Okay. There's two girls, then mm-hmm. Kurt, and then another boy, then me. Mm-hmm. And then it goes down the line somewhere. And is everybody all over the country? Look, I'm not trying to pry on this. I don't know, but the people are, is no. everybody local still or kind of spread out? Spread out, not, not, definitely not like across the country. Mm-hmm. Kurt's the only person who like, like we always looked up to him. He just played his music mm-hmm. and he was just so obsessed with it. Like I remember just our room being filled with guitar pedals mm-hmm. and like, uh, like what music? What was the music that, that... pavement, Sonic Youth? Uh huh. Like just like, like Flaming Lips, like um, the Powers Brothers. Yeah, and that's like what stuff. You... I remember, like I like got into his music. He'd give me CDs and stuff, but like he would be so obsessed with like us not getting in his areas. Like his, his like, like he needed his own thing. Yeah, he's freaking out. He's but what was scary. your own? Did you have your own thing? Yeah, you're gonna laugh at me. It might be weirded out. Laugh. I used to, I used to do uh, I used to do taxidermy. So that was your thing. I mean, when I was super young, like my dad was more like a sportsman and stuff, and like I used to mm-hmm. go hunting and fishing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like got into doing taxidermy and stuff with my grandpa. Okay, which is so random and stuff. What's like the biggest animal you you? Uh... So just like tan hides. Mm-hmm. 
the squirrels and stuff. Okay. But um, went fishing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I picked up the banjo a couple years after Kurt, but I kept playing it like a banjo. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kurt, Kurt wants it over. No. He's back. No. I know. I just heard Tan Hines. That's all I heard. It occurs to make fun of me. He's like, ah, look at Paul's animal skins. <laughs> Let's not but bring it back to childhood. It's so obvious that Kurt loves you. Dude, in a weird way, the, I love you. He but he would the, always... He gives you the business. He'd always give us his CDs. He's doing the business. He'd always tell us stuff we didn't know you're, about. Like, this one's going to um, be this. This one's going to be that. Twisted Sister documentary? Did you see that? Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like every day, they're doing the business. Oh, when, know, one part, is like, yeah. the, he just says, it's like, did he just say doing the business? He said like eight times. He's like, you look over in the corner, they're doing the business. Said, who was saying that? J.J. French? I'm some random club owner. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's when they're just like... <laughs> We'd play, doing the business. we'd play, we'd play, uh, like, Lemoore's 3,000 people. They're playing all over Long Island, and yeah. then, um... Look and, over there, they're doing the business. Then we got into it, and we started doing the thing where we would come and smash your, <laughs> like, <laughs> close out your club, and the audience would smash it. Yeah. Remember they would tear it apart? Yeah. Ooh, that sounds terrible. I actually came on here to announce yeah. <laughs> my retirement. So two and three. Can we kill the heat also. It's very exciting. Kurt, your album. When's the next album? When will people get the next Kurt Vile? I'm taking album? it slow, brother. You're taking it slow, brother? What if yeah. you call the next album? The stratosphere, comma, the ionosphere. I think I'm going to call the next uh, album, I Was Swimming in Raw Sewage and I Love It. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't know what that Okay, means. maybe I'll call it Chubby Rain. Chub- what are those? Ra- I don't wear... No, they're both... Okay. Should I, you really want me to tell you what they're from? It's not. It's better when I just steal okay, them. Okay, well, let's just, you just stole them then. Yeah. But I think if you're just like... Because remember when Hulk Hogan was like, look, brother, are we in the stratosphere? Are we in the ionosphere? Yeah. Like, the ionosphere. It's a- and Macho it's like- Man's going, yeah, what the- <laughs> no, what the thing. Take the snake, too. Uh, time, out, time out. Macho Man's prerogative. Nothing means nothing. <laughs> nothing means nothing. Right? Oh, man. Were you, when you were a well, first in all, my moment of glory. When, when now how, I'm living in a nightmare. How old were you in the peak of WrestleMania? Um, I don't know. I never liked. I never liked it that much. Me neither. It was always there, Me but neither. it's fun. It's like baseball. I like stories about it and the behind the scenes stuff. I don't like the actual thing. I don't like it either. Well, I like Gary Maddox, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, but I could listen to people tell stories about playing baseball. Like baseball players talking about baseball and the stories of that are interesting. But I'm not interested in baseball. And wrestling's kind of some version of that where I, where the stories are infinitely great. But actually sitting there and watching two guys for 20 minutes <laughs> bounce off the ropes, I could live without that. Well, when I was a kid, they had like those thumb toys and stuff. People mm-hmm. going, yeah, going crazy. Thumb toy. I didn't have them. You did? No. Oh, the vile boys are back well, at he, it he again. Had figures for mm-hmm. Well, I'm not gonna 
deny that. We still have some things. So you don't deny you had Star Wars figures? I won't deny that I've had Star Wars figures. <laughs> My little brother's a complete fanatic for, about Star Wars because of Kurt. Mm-hmm. Has he seen all the movies? Yes. I mean, I'm kidding, so I'm beyond. <laughs> Even the new one? He's, the new one's good. Yes. Even Rouge Kurt, one? Kurt Do you came, like it? Kurt Rogue. Rogue? I thought it was Rouge one. I liked it, yes. It's a good one. You know what my favorite part was? No. What is it? The end. You mean too, the intense fight? So, like, intense. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. you know so that part? Intense, is... It was almost like you wanted to cry. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> he he you know just... the part? It Oh, it's just two brothers. It was so intense. No, that's how I used to play when I was a kid. That's what I'm thinking about that. All right, look. We're going to let Kurt play some music. I'm now. actually, if you really want me to try to play Ocean City, I will. You can do whatever you want to do. I don't. Okay, I just tried to run you through it. it. I'm probably going to screw up a couple chords. Me, 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 me. Got a best friend, don't know how. You got a best friend now. You got a best friend, don't know how. You got a best friend now. You can take him out for drinks, never stinks. Make you think, maybe bad, bad. I love you more, but I gotta have some friends when you're gone for you. See, I don't know it. I don't know it anymore. Okay, look. That was great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You gave me That's it. That's what more I'm... of it than anybody's gotten. What's another song you like playing? What's what's one? Um, Yeah, I'll play one. I actually, I ran, I, I haven't played that literally since 2004. Okay. And I played it once backstage just now for you. But I blew it. No, you didn't. Chinese charms and will taint in Burbank. Strumming unsuccessfully, but more so just pressing keys and hey, jack of diamonds, all oh, jack of horse. And man, I believe I'm floating now, of course, of course. Guess I got my mind well twisted, and I will all in a day's working, all in a day's working. All in a day's work and all in a hall in a hall in a day's work.
She come flying through like a traveling gypsy show tornado, leaving us lying there bleeding. Cut wide open, hearts broken. Guess I got my mind well twisted, didn't I? Will all in a day's working. All in a day's working. All in a day's working. All in a hall in a hall in a day's work. from the album Believe I'm Going Down. That was, yeah, was a little out of tune, too. No. A little rough around the edges today, Tom. That was great. You mind if I call you Tom? You call me Tom. Anything, <laughs> you call me Tom. Now, Paul. Yeah. What do you play? I play the boxer from Simon Garfunkel with AP Mike. Wait, hold on a second. You do what now? I can play some uh, Simon Garfunkel from here. Mike? Mike, are you gonna do, are you gonna do this? Hey, Mike, why don't you bring one of those Colorado Kool Aids in with you? A cheese sandwich. <laughs> cheese. South Mark, mushroom parmesan. Sam will have a uh, Paul. <laughs> Paul will have a cheese sandwich on rye. There we go. Of course. All right. So, do you want? Do you actually want Paul to? Is it better if he sits in the chair Kurt was in, mic wise? Yeah. Would you? Or is 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 Kurt also singing? Absolutely not. <laughs> Kurt is. Yeah, Kurt is not going to perform on the. The Lily Lies. Yeah. So you get the high one. Lily Lies. Wait, what's going on? Kurt, I'm sitting in your seat. Okay, go. Yeah. You got to move a little bit. Hey, Terry. Yeah. Do you want to come in here? Right here. I need your, uh, what do you need? Can we change uh, headphones or the same thing? Doesn't matter. You can do the same headphones. Okay. Whatever works for you, buddy. Do you want to see? 
No, you can hang out. No, no, I'm good. You don't. No, they're going to perform. <laughs> Well, this is exciting. So we got uh, this is Jello Man. Uh, Paul Vile is going to perform. He's going to do the boxer with AP Mike. Is going to be in the now. Who is who now in the Simon and Garfunkel so, arrangement? I think I was going to sing all the the verses. And you can sing the chorus with me, or no? You want to sing one by yourself? Oh, Asking only worse from wages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Alex <I like> Stutter. <laughs> That's like the first one. Asking only workman's wages. I go looking for a job. I can't hear the guitar in here. But I get no offers. It's, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely making a sound. <coughs> Ready? Can we start now? Oh, look, is that, are you good, Pat? Yeah, give it a click. Yes, test. Test, 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 test. I come looking for a job But I get no offers Just to come on from the horse On 8th Avenue yeah. I do declare There were times when I was so lonesome I took some comfort there La 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 now I'm laying out my winter clothes 
Wishing I was gone and going home Where the New York City winters aren't bleeding me Bleeding me a boxer and the fighter by his trade and he carries the reminder of every glove that laid him down or cut him till he cried out in his anger and his shame I am leaving I am leaving but the fight still remains We slayed that, that one, not we? We slayed that, that one. Awesome. We slayed it. Was it. Great. Yeah. No, I thought it was great. We slayed it. And Paul was playing all the guitar on that mm-hmm. and doing the singing. And then Mike was doing the backup. I'm not sure what that was, but Mike was certainly doing something. We slayed that one. I can't believe it. Yeah? I never thought. Yeah. Mike was like, when I left my home and my family, <laughs> I was no more than a boy. Yeah. The whore's on 7th Avenue. <laughs> Mike changed to 8th Avenue for some reason. That's the most intriguing part of that, that Mike deliberately changed like, the like, avenue. down from the whore's from 7th or 8th Avenue. Mike was like, <laughs> either one. Because Mike was like, well, I done. Guys, come on from the whore's on 8th Avenue. Like, what a weird, deliberate choice to move avenues. On the song, Mike. All lies and jests. Eighth Avenue. All lies and jests. Still apmike.bandcamp.com. Remains. Now, that was great, Paul. That was great. Wow. That was, was, I was just joking. Say something nice about Paul. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll say, say something nice. Kurt. Yeah. Uh, you're good at um, impersonating Simon and Garfunkel... Uh, but uh, in some way that's not nice. No, no, no. You were you were just singing it different than you used to. I used to sing it exactly like Paul Simon, and this time you were singing it a little more like Amy Winehouse. Tell you what, we never practice it here. Uh, things aren't always the same. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful though. I loved it. I loved it too. Best show. Did somebody? Spill? Tom. Yes. Hi. Tommy. <laughs> Best show. Hey, Tom. How's it going tonight? I called me Ty. I hung up on him. Wait, who? Oh, no. I'm sorry, BB. You said Tommy, and I got scared and hung up on you. Please call back. I feel terrible now. Oh, no. Why did you tell me, Mike? 
Hey, I thought you had a recognize. See, John from Maplewood, this is the kind of thing I need help with. BB, please call back. I heard somebody call me Tommy, and I panicked and hung up. Mike should have given me the high sign that it was you. No. Welcome to the show, caller. What's up? Hey, Tom. Yes, hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. You guys are making some lovely music in there tonight. It's nice, right? Yeah, it sounds Think great. It. So it's, been, it's like an old-fashioned hootenanny. It's like... <laughs> Kurt did a couple songs and Paul did a song. I did all the small things by Blink 182. Uh, cut him till he cried out. You guys should get Mike to sing every week. We should, right? <laughs> Toss me a cigarette. I think there's one in my raincoat. We smoked the last one an hour ago. So I looked at the scenery. She read her magazine. And the moon rose over an open (laughs) field. Mike's got like an... I would say this, and this is not anything offensive to Al Jarreau, who passed away. Mike has that same kind of scat singing that Al Jarreau has, where he takes the the traditional melody of a song and he, he cracks it open. And he does it as if, as if, uh, he sees his bus coming and he needs to finish, he needs to wrap this song up so he can catch a bus. He's, he hurries through it. That my home in uh, my winter coat. Like Bob Dylan. And there's a little bit of that vocal fry in there too. <laughs> yeah, late, late period Bob Dylan. Uh, yeah, Mike's got that. You talk, you talk to Mike, his voice sounds perfectly fine. And so he, he goes in, he comes in here, he's croaking like a frog. <laughs> I got the Nobel Prize or another prize. I'm not sure, and I don't care. Uh. What are some impressions you can do, uh, Paul or Kurt? Uh, we already heard Paul your Simon impression. What do you mean? Like, that was uh, kind of like Paul Simon esque, a little bit. I mean, do an impression of Kurt. Can you do an impression of Kurt? Yeah, I like this. You know, one one person did an impression of me before. And it, was so psychedelic it blew my mind play like kurt can you play and sing like kurt no way you know you know who did a fred armerson did one of me once and Mm -hmm. i just look like uh, like a nervous uh schizoid like weird i was just like Mm -hmm. (laughs) he did one of me Uh and i was like oh it was really it was depressing it was very real too i was like oh i'm bad (laughs) come on fred No, I, I love Fred. No. Well, look, Fred. I was just surprised. I, I never saw somebody. I do a lot of people, and I've never saw somebody mm-hmm. do me, and he did it. Because you Where can that do. That was at, um, I don't know, a Philly thing he did. was playing with Jay Maskus, a music thing. and I. Was, Meanwhile, he was at Sasquatch show, like, in the backstage. Remember? That Still. was later. Was that after? Yeah. So what's going um, on? Yeah, that was, uh, I, I don't know what to do without Tom here, to be honest. Why not? <laughs> it didn't Tom on purpose. Left. Tom, I know. I don't know, I don't feel comfortable with this. I don't feel comfortable with you in the room. I know. Because I sucked. I'm playing guitar. Just wait for Tom, he'll be here soon. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Did Tom leave the studio? 
Yeah, he did it on purpose. We don't do here. <laughs> he did it blatantly just to mess with us. This is Kurt. This is Paul. Oh, I actually, yeah. Paul, hey, I wanted to talk to you guys about when uh, last time Kurt came through San Francisco. When was that? played at the Fillmore. I did the poster for your show. That was you. And it was it was all made out of Jello. Yeah, and I made a joke, and you, I didn't think. I didn't <laughs> yeah, I just wanted I to tell you, it was, a, it was a total homage. I hope you didn't take it the wrong way. No, I just, sometimes I don't even look at what I'm, I just see something that I was like, make a joke about it. I don't even like look into words. I'm like, oh, they're copying off my Jello shots. But <laughs> well, I tried to make it out of actual Jello, and it didn't work. The Jello went all over the place, so I had to make it out of like bulletproof Jello with like eight packs of gelatin. It was inedible. It was disgusting, but eventually it was it worked out. Yeah, I wanted to get some of those posters, but uh, I told him to bring. Yeah, hit me up. I'll send you some for sure. You got a bunch left. Yeah, I got a ton of them left. Over ten, or yeah, for sure. Under nine. <laughs> uh, over thirty, I think at this point. In all fairness, you didn't invent the Jello shot, so you, don't, you no, can't really sue you. Never claimed it did. I never made it. I never invented it, but I commandeered the um, the angle, if you will. Oh man, got it. Bill Cosby stepped. And there's down. actually there's a there's a Easter egg for the best show Easter egg in there as well. Really? Yeah, up in the top left corner in one of the Jello shots, there's the silhouette of the. Mouse with a cape on. I didn't notice it. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I'll send you some. But anyway, I just wanted to make sure you were cool with it and let you know it was all in good fun. Yeah, man. That's that cool. All right, That's nice, have a good night. We will have to sue you, though. <laughs> all right. Well, it was awesome to hear you guys play tonight, and uh, hopefully we'll see you out here in San Francisco soon. See you, man. All right, bye. <laughs> what do you want me to say, dude? Nothing. I think it's time to... Uh, Got to wind it down, guys. Yeah. So tell me. We found out Kurt's like in the room with me alone. He no idea. I was just worried about, I didn't know where Tom was. He's <laughs> where Tom was. Well, look, I'll say this. It has been a joy having both of you here. Kurt, your talent never ceases to amaze me and entertain me. Thank you. Your music is a gift. Okay, hold on. I'm going to line two. I'm going to line two. I've been told. BB? Lewis? How are you? I'm good, hon. This is my friend from Las Vegas, BB. You bet you. Holding it down. Holding it down in Sin City! Absolutely, because sometimes around this time of year it blows away. The winds here are intense. Really? Oh, uh, somebody in our building lost a glass um, coffee table off their porch, and it blasted into the pool area. You couldn't use it for a few days. Do you think that Well, that... they tried to pick up all the glass. And that's a pretty far fall. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah. Now, From the other side, maybe 10... Above the 10th floor, pretty sure. Do you think that um, that had anything? Did you think that's what the killers, when they wrote when you were young, they thought about those wins when they were saying, when they were doing that thing about, on the back of a hurricane, like you were turning when you were young? 
You know those guys. You've seen them at festivals, right? Yeah. And in their case, it might be more of a dirt devil. Dirt devil. No, Las Vegas. It's a yes, cool sir. city. I like it here. You do like it's warm. Pawn stars. Yeah, yeah. Pawn stars. And if um, there's little snow on the mountains right now, it's mm-hmm. actually quite beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's nice. I'm look. Maybe I had a little bit too much of it uh, last fall for for what you're supposed to do in terms of being a visitor. Yeah. I might have stayed in one casino too many in a short fr- time frame. Did, what about Matador yeah. 21? Did you ever make oh, it to Red Rock? I can't. I can't with Matador 21. I'm almost. I'm sorry, what was that, BB? No, did you ever make it to Red Rocks? I did. I went to Red Rocks and, and drove around and walked around, and it was beautiful. Oh, I love that, that place. It really was amazing. Somebody told me, yeah. I forget, somebody said a movie, they said, was that where the Sopranos did it, something? They might have done something there when Tony was tripping. That's right, that was out there, in Red Rocks. Yeah, they went all over the place. Mm-hmm. What would you think about if I did this, baby? I would love to have my, do a show, you know, we do all these lists, right? We do all these lists. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize we did that many lists until I did. I did a taping of the Gilbert Gottfried podcast last week. It should come out in the next week or so. And, oh, uh, cool. and Frank, his, his co-host, Frank Santo Padre was like saying how many lists I did. And I was like, wow, I guess I do a fair amount of lists. Yeah. What do you Frank think? Frank would know he's, he's sort of a bit, he's a mahoff, that guy. Yeah. He was on it. He, uh, felt bad for him because then it just the show turns so ridiculous and he's just trying to keep the thing moving forward mm-hmm. and gilbert is just screaming next to him we did a song on that i didn't want to tell there's a song if you ever wanted to hear me do a duet with gilbert Gottfried, it's on this podcast that i think comes out next week we oh a duet. boy but um, I'm excited. Thank you. What would you think about a list of this, BB? Do you think this is a good topic where if we just do for an entire show list, you know, in movies or TV shows when, when there's like fake, a new fake drug shows up in the community and somebody's like, this is called rocket fuel. It's half this and half like, like a list of all of the things from movies, like every fake new drug that is like the scourge of the, you know what I mean? You know what I mean, Paul, right? Blue sunshine. Yeah, we're just like, this is blue sunshine. This is messing all the kids up. And they just, it's just some dumb TV writer coming up with a non existent drug. That's right. Yeah. Sells newspapers. What do you think about that as a topic? Would that work? Um, well, would, would we be making up our own drugs? No, we'd be referencing existing ones from. Dumb movies and dumb TV shows. Might not be a topic. Oh, now that would take research. It would take research. I'd have to give everybody a head start on that one. Absolutely. It's like a, like a good correspondence school. Mm-hmm. Now, where do you turning stand? Turning this into something. Where do you stand on this whole uh, Chris Evans, David Duke fight? Which side of the street are you on on this one, baby? Oh. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, 
Where are you? Are you with uh, Captain America or the uh, guy from the Klan? Which, what side, where do you land on this? Gotta go with Evans. Yeah, I think you gotta, uh, I'm on team Chris Evans on this one. Sorry, He was in Fantastic Four, wasn't he? He was. The first one with, um, uh, what's his name? Me and... uh, The Shield with, uh, with the guy. I think they had to put less rocks on him for him to play the thing. Chickless, right? Yeah, Chickless with a really bad case of eczema. <laughs> yes, with bad eczema, Michael Chickless. So, BB, anything going on? What's going on? Well, I had something for one of your topics a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't uh, didn't hang on, and. Um, I thought of a better one in between, and it had to do with coked-out performances. Let's hear it. Uh, Frampton Comes Alive, uh, do you feel like we do? Hmm. It just goes on and on and on. And that vocorder, you know, they used to do this thing where you put the little plastic tool over the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is probably just saturated. And it's so funny that... Saturated with the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. When that album came out... Yeah, because people like Peter Frampton's uh, Coke Saliva or whatever's coming out of that thing. Were you into it? Were you into it? Frampton Comes Alive? Yeah. I mean, my dad had it, and I remember like listening to him listen to it, and it was always this thing where it's just like, what is that? What is that thing? Because like, you could only hear it. Now it would be, there'd be no mystery to that at all because then would be just like, yeah, he puts a thing in his mouth. It's on YouTube. You can see he's got a thing in his mouth. He's just squawking away. But back then it's like, what is that? Is that a <laughs> robot on stage with him? How is he doing? No, right. Yeah. No, right. Who is the guy who did California Love? Roger something. Grimsby? No. Ailes? No, I'm kidding. It's, uh, I know what you're, you mean, California, that? Yeah, California. yeah. That was, uh. That's that guy. Yeah, he passed away. He was who? older than I thought he was. Who, David Axelrod? No, no, the guy who did the vocorder on uh, California Love. Wasn't that like a Funkadelic song? It was, but then it was redone with uh, Tupac. Yes, And exactly. this guy, Roger... They did a nice. Remember the movie when? Remember straight out of Compton when they would walk in and suddenly be like, "What's this?" California, like California. They always like catch. Look, it's a documentary. I know they can pick. It's not like we. It's not like oh, they always walk in on the thing when they're doing the big song. It's like no, they choose to do that because it's they're trying to just show you the moments where it's happening. The um, my buddy tells me it's Roger Troutman. Roger Troutman sounds like a uh, relief pitcher, right? Does it sound like they'd bring Roger Troutman in to get the final two batters out mm-hmm. of the inning, right? Called him up from Middle the minor relief. Yeah, there's a right-handed, uh, there's a left-handed batter, so they're bringing Roger Troutman in to get the final out of the inning. Yeah. Now, BB. Yeah. I've got to wind this down because I have to oh. go. Man, I don't know where I have to. Go. Can I? Can I just before I go? I got to say that 
uh, cover the boxer was wonderful. It was nice, and I was right? waiting for one of you guys to whip out the uh, pork arena with the bass harmonica. I mean, they... No, the... Right. No, the Arnold Ziffel thing. Oh, the... Uh, I mean, the bass harmonica, right? Yeah. The porkerina. The didgeridoo. The porker... The... Paul has a didgeridoo. I'm so confused now. I, so in the in in a matter of 10 seconds, someone said porkerina, and you're talking about didgeridoos. Wow. <laughs> Oh, well, you know that. Wow. Well, the actual song had the digital in it for a couple bars. It did. It's like when I left my home and my family. That part. It's like. Fuh, 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 fuh. <laughs> yeah. You're sure that's not just a harmonica? No, yeah. He's no, got it's not. Fuh, fuh, fuh. I mean, it's it's not gonna ring a bell to people right now, but when you just hear when they say, "I know, I know," my family, it comes in really yeah, hard. Yeah. You're sure that's not a harmonica? Yes, it's a didgeridoo. I think they use that in the background when he says "cut him" till as well. That's why I got a didgeridoo. Uh, uh. So they had a, <laughs> they had a didgeridoo. Uh, uh, they had like a didgeridoo. A call. Yeah, because Paul Simon had a connection hey, to African people. Here, I'll do it. You sing, sing it. it like Kurt, I'll do call. the. I'll do the. Right. When they cut uh, him till he we'll cries. Do, do the first like right. build up to it. Like, well, what song is it? What what verse is it? Um, when I left my home and our family, I was no more. In the clearing, there's a boxer. Do that. No, that's not there, though. In the clearing, there's a boxer and a fighter by his trade. Hose on 7th or 8th Avenue. And then he do the cut down part. Cut. Everything to the cut him. Because the law is for protection, not the people. Have you ever written a song like, there's all those songs where it's always like, Casey Dredd was a man who had, have you ever done a song where it's like, name was a man who blank, it's always like, blank was a man who blank. So many of those songs. Yeah, well, I can only, all I can think about is Chris Christopherson. Can you, I know we're over time, but can you tell me your favorite part of that concert, by the way? My favorite part of the concert was um, probably when he played um, that one Highwaymen song. The one, you know, the, the one where theme, the theme song. No, the one where the one I'm blanking on the name of it, where it's the waitress and the two kids with the candy. Okay, you know the ones like what? What? What's it to you? Like the one? What is that? Okay, I don't know. Actually, I yes. only really know the theme song. Yeah, it's that a really, song is sweet. really good. The theme song's really good. <laughs> My 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 daughter Wilda, she sings mm-hmm. all the words. It's a little, it's cute. It's that real song. cute. It's a good song. Also, when he did that song, nobody nobody wins was great. And how was he? Was he by himself? Just by himself with a guitar and a harmonica, uh, like a harmonica mm-hmm. rack thing. We don't need no punks like Jimmy Dalton. <laughs> but that song, nobody wins, is great. I love that song. He did uh, Jesus was a Capricorn. He did all of them. We'll go. We'll go in uh, Yeah, in, we should definitely go. We definitely go. All right. BB, thank you so much for calling. Hey, I, Tom. I, I hope to. You got any of that Mexican card candy left? I'd break it out for the brother's vial. I have that it all sounds... at home. I have it all. Oh, you thank do? Thank you for that. You were kind enough. I didn't. 
You sent me some candy. It was that so sounds nice. questionable yeah. and delicious. Yeah, and you gave it up for your New Year's res, man. I felt oh, old. I did, yeah. Um, thank you so much. Hey, take care, man. Bye. Who's this, Mike? I got to go home. No, Tom. <laughs> I got to get out of here I'll go real quick. Best show. Hello? Hi. Hi. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Uh, is this Tom? It is. Hi, Tom. Hi. We're wrapping uh, up. We're wrapping up. So, uh, you're wrapping up, yeah. It's later to, than 12. It's like 1220. To whom am I speaking? Uh, Sabrina. What's going on, Sabrina? Uh, not too much. I'm just putting out the feather in my fireplace. And um, that's pretty much it. You're putting out the fire in the fireplace. You're winding down. Winding down, yeah. It was uh, it was a pretty good night. Um, I wasn't listening earlier, but I think you were doing impressions. I don't really have any impressions, so. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> well. Do you think I'll be the last person that will call in? I know you're going to be you'll... the last person to call in tonight. For sure? Okay, yes, cool. This is exciting. I've sent some of my friends uh, your phone number, and they've called you recently. Uh, who was your friend? Uh, Jake. Jake. Jake, yeah. Not Jake Fuglenest. No, not that one. No, Jake from, uh, Jake from Toronto. Right? Pardon? Yankees. Not oh, that guy, no. Right? No, uh, I, know, I know the Blue Jays. Yankees. Not that guy, right? Jack. No. No, that's not him. I don't okay. think so. Unless he has like a secret... Uh, radio. Not Jake, bar, not the guy from uh, Bar Rescue. No, no way. Not that one. Okay. Well, look, I uh, look forward to you calling earlier in the show, Sabrina. Shit. I knew this was going to happen. Uh-oh. Okay. You Canadian toilet mouth. Get off my phone. I want to say this. <laughs> Paul, Jello Man. Yes. You're a, you're a sweet guy. And you're a very talented guy. You remember me? Am I mad at you? No, I'm not mad at you. Will you marry me? Will I marry you? I'm married already. I can't. No! Look, you're very talented and you're a a sweet guy and I'm glad you came and hung out with us tonight. And you come back anytime you want. Next week? Come back almost anytime you want. This is how we end the phone calls when I call in sometimes too. Yeah, you're just like... Same way, right? Next week? Kurt. <laughs> Always Kurt. There he is. Come on, dude. I love you. Come on, dude. Come on, brother. What am I not supposed to... What do you, what do you, I, I, he's the big star. No offense. No, he is. He's bigger than I am, bigger than you are. He's the big name here. So we end with the big name. So, Kurt, you'll be playing Australia. <laughs> yeah. Then, then you're going to take some time off. Yeah. And I'm going to come home, and me and you are going to watch... The old KK. Yeah. Double K. Yeah. We'll see him at, uh, in, when he comes to New York. And then more, what's called, anything else for you? You're going to do more shows this year? What, uh, what's that? It's going to chill out for a while, but, um, uh, you know, just working on the new album. There's, there's tours in between, you know, mm-hmm. random shows in the summer, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. this is the last tour in a while. Sure. This Australian one. And okay. I'm looking forward to chilling out, but uh, finish finishing my album slowly but surely. I got yeah. a couple of EPs coming out this year, probably. Okay. 
So we will keep our eyes peeled for those. And uh, in Australia, I'm jamming with my friend Courtney Barnett a little bit. Okay. And uh, people in the from the Dirty Three, minus mm-hmm. Warren Ellis, the what, Dirty Two. What about that dude from Silver Chair? Are you going to hang out with him? Well, that's, of course. Right? He seems cool. Yeah. Right? I want to get free. Where you been, fat boy? Fat boy? <laughs> Till you get tomorrow to find it, to find it. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just blend them I all know, together. Just all <laughs> the one third smashing pump. Yeah, I, I love mean, collective uh, soul. Look, <laughs> thank you for coming, buddy. Yeah, I love you, dude. I love you too. I love you, Paul. <laughs> I love you, Paul. This has been an experience. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day to all the lovers out By there. By the way, we didn't give no, any, not one. any advice whatsoever. You know what the advice I give is? <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid to hear, but I'll listen. Yeah. Yeah, just be yourself. Well? Yeah, just be yourself. You're in the face of some trash. You just stick to your guns and you be yourself. Right? Especially in, these, in this climate. Yeah. Because listen. We all know it's hard out there. (laughs) It's beautiful. These days are not easy. (laughs) It's a weird world we're in. And Valentine's Day is a challenge. You're trying to, because it means you're just trying to find love and find a connection. Someone that you can be with. And whether it's in the romantic or or in other ways, we're all just trying to find connections. That's all we're trying to do, is make connections and make it through this life. Now look, some of us might have certain areas figured out where we're happily married, but then we look at other arenas in our life and uh, they are on fire right now. And it is an endless free fall, a descent into the abyss that never seems to end. Sisyphus rolls that stupid <laughs> rock back up the hill. He, on his birthday, almost. I'm not naming. I'm not getting specific, but <laughs> say someone loses a revenue stream, for example, <laughs> a day before their birthday, and then it sinks in, and they're like, "What am I going to do? Am I going to roll this rock back up the hill again? Why is it always a fight?" And then you look yourself in the mirror and you say. You know what? It is always a fight, and that's what it is. And what are you going to do about it? It's a fight. So I'm going to stand there and get punched out? No. I keep doing this. I got this show. You guys are being nice with Patreon. We're keeping it going. It's great. And I'm not talking about anybody specific. I'm talking about kind of a composite of a bunch of people, kind of like in a biopic when they just smear people into one person. I don't even know who I'm exactly talking about. But maybe you're up on the ropes the way Rocky Balboa, the hero of Kurt and Paul when they were young children, their hero, Rocky, he was against the ropes, but he kept punching because Mickey said, you just stay, I don't even know what Mickey said, but Mickey said inspiring things, and then uh, and then he got his knock, his block knocked off by, uh, by uh, Clubber Lang. He died. It was not great. For a guy like that to punch an old man, but he did it. He was trying to make a point, but he kind of shoved him. as more than a punch; it was a shove. Couldn't pin it on him. So I stand here. Yeah, I just got punched in the face. 
But I got things where I'm the champ, and one of the places that I'm the champ is right here every Tuesday night. You bums, you took something, you're not going to take it all away from me. I got one thing, and it's the best show, and you can't take it away. Try as you may, try as you might, the best show will be back next Tuesday night. <laughs>